people like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your hair. No other girl can move like you. We pump our fist and ride it through. And I don't care what they might say. They'll never get us anyway. So be my Jersey girl, Jersey girl, and take a little ride with me tonight. And let's get dirty, girl, dirty girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. The way you turn it up, turn me on, and then you take it off, make it hot, make it loud. We'll wake the whole town, Jersey girl, Jersey girl. I know. About a girl from Jersey, she was looking so fine with her hips so curvy. I wanna over down a seaside race and I won't walk right at the end of the night. Hey, hold up, got a situation, got a conversation from the girl's gyration. She's hot like a girl next door with a tick gold bitties that I can't ignore. Who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. I'm never gonna not love that intro. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday morning. This is Shelly, your mouthy mom at Talking Trash Intrudes. And this is Coffee and Chaos with T3. That's me. Uh, looking over, I already see Caitlin. Good morning. Good morning. T-Rex, good morning. Lovey, how are you? And we have Gary Lamb. What's up? Matter of opinion. Good morning, Outpost Nerd. Oh, everybody's here this morning. That's awesome. Good morning, Rabbit. How are you? I'm saying a lot of morning. I don't want to say morning. It's Monday. So Grand Risings, although that could lead to very, very um, <clears throat> dangerous things, but whatever. Daisy, I haven't seen you in days. Hi, girl. What's up? Aw, I miss you. Where you been? You crazy girl. What, what am I supposed to do without you? You drive me insane. Ah, it is 8.02 a.m. on October 23rd. Yo, this year just flew. It just flew by. You realize we're coming up on Halloween, which, you know, amazing day. It's one of my favorite days. Amelia Sparkles. Hello, hello. Yeah, T-Rex here, yeah, Grand Rising. There's been so much talk about Grand Risings lately. I want to thank Gary Lamb and Wally from Matter of Opinion. They are doing a brand new show. They started today. It was, I, I believe it was their pilot episode that they did today. Um, or premiere, however you want to say it. I'm old school. We had pilot episodes. Sorry. But no, it's called AM Grind and Grit with Gary Lamb and Matter of Opinion. Um, you really need to go check both of them out. Let me see if I can. Ugh, they redirected, so I can't get their thing. I believe, does Gary have? Gary, you have mod abilities. Throw your link up in here for the morning show. And for um, you and Matter of Opinion. So that um, everybody can access you guys. Please join them. I poked my head in about an hour ago and I stayed. I was like, I'm just going to go in, give a listen, and then I'm I'm leaving. That's it. Because, you know, I got stuff to do. I was like, I got my show. I got to do all the, like, girly things in the morning. 
No, they started talking about Trump and I was like, and I'm going to sit my ass down right here and listen because I want to know because everybody's got their opinions and I, I welcome everybody's opinions, but there are certain things that need to happen in this country. And I've just, I'm, I'm baffled as to how we're going to get them done and I'm worried, but we'll get there. Uh, Lady Awesome, also known as Lady Autumn Sky. Grand Risings, how are you? She said, hey, everybody. Yes, please like and subscribe to Gary Lamb and to Matter of Opinion. And please just take a look at their show. I believe it starts at 6 a.m. every morning and it runs two hours. This morning they said it's a it's a stream about nothing and everything. So they don't really have um, one set topic or one set like... Um, objective so this should be good for all you early risers or all you really really late nighters whichever one and it's a really good time for them six to eight eastern they're talking about a ton of stuff and trust me these, these guys do not hold back their chat does not hold back so if you're going to go there and you want to start some trouble i wouldn't if i were you i'd go there and see if you could like you know broaden your mind Let's see what happens there. I think that's one of the problems. That's why today is about the blame game. It has come to my attention that, and I mean, I've always known it, but I don't really like to bring it up. Accountability is dwindling. People love to play the blame game. Oh, I'm going to point at you, point at you, point at you. It's your fault. You did it. You did that. You did this. Listen, I could blame my parents for my entire childhood sucking, okay? I could blame them for me having a temper. I could blame them for me having trust issues, which, by the way, I will be talking about on Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock with Gary Lamb because he is going to come on to this show and talk to me about trust, about the things that, you know, the things that get in our way, because he and I, we have the same tendency to jump into something and then be like, wait a minute, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should have looked a little closer at this because we get, you know, over enthusiastic. We get in over our heads because we try to trust people and doesn't always work out. And then it's harder and harder and harder to the point where he and I are both pretty much at the same page except i tend to be a little bit more see i'm going to use the word forgiving some might say gullible but those people can go scratch like i'm just going to say i'm trusting i'm forgiving i'm i'm not i'm not trusting i'm not that forgiving i'll forgive it a little like 80 percent, but that 20 percent is going to stick around until you prove you're not the asshole i thought you were like that's where we're going I will give you that that one 20% chance to prove to me you are not who I think you are. And if you can't prove that, you bye. Like I will not be invested. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get involved. I'm not gonna care. Now in relationships, he and I look at things differently. He takes like he and Lady Lamb, they've been together a very long time, and it's taken quite a few restarts for them you know they needed to take a pause and reevaluate and decide how they were going to manage together and keep going 
I greatly admire that, by the way. I don't believe in quitting just out of pocket. Like, oh, one thing went wrong. Let me just walk away. I didn't grow up like that. You know, I grew up where if you did something, you said, yeah, I did it. Or you made up for it. I mean, there are certain things, you know, I'm Italian. There are certain things you just don't admit to. But for the most part, you know, you say, oh, yeah, all right, whatever. I did that. If it's not criminal, you admit to it. If it's criminal, shut the hell up. Um, in fact, we never do anything criminal around here. Everybody's an angel. I'm a saint. Don't you know? I wrote it in the description. I am no saint. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to squirrel hard today, but it's. I want to. I do. I want to run around. I want to let my thoughts out because they haven't been able to have free reign lately. I've been so goddamn just self-editing and because YouTube's making me crazy. Trying to talk about the blame game. Oh, my goodness. They hold everybody accountable for things they don't say. Like, really? Okay. And I don't know. I might get spanked for whatever I say today, but man, could be fun. Uh, I was thinking, like, but the way it was when I was young, everybody had like their their job in life. Like you all knew what your role was. You didn't really discuss it. You followed what you saw that came before. You know, you might improve upon it. You might change it up a little bit. But for the most part, the core values were the same. You know, if you do something, you don't lie about it. You man the fuck up and say, yes, I did it. All right. What's the consequence? You take the consequence and you move on. People don't hold it against you forever. They don't hold it over your head. And that's how I grew up. I grew up. All right. If I did it, I'm going to say I did it. Because who am I to do something and not claim it as my own? That's just a cowardly way to be. That's what these crazy people and like these narcissists do. They, they go out and they do this atrocious thing to people. They ruin lives. They break spirits. They spread lies. They like to turn things around and be like, oh, you know, oh, she said this about me or he said that about me. And da, da, da. No proof. Just a whole bunch of rah, 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 rah. and inconsistent because the story's always changing. And then it's just like you don't know who to listen to. But back then, if you did that, men stood up and said, yes, I, I did whatever, you know, and I'm, I'll take the punishment that's coming. At least the men that I knew. I know there are, there are men out there who don't, and there are women out there who don't. The thing was, you didn't hear about the women when I was growing up, you know, because the spotlight was on the men. It was the man went and had a girlfriend or the man had a mistress. I love that word. Um, the man went and he did this atrocious thing or the man went and he spent all the money. He gambled everything away. He's an alcoholic. He's a drug addict. He's abusive. It was, it was him, 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 him. And it didn't dawn on me until I was probably in my thirties. What the hell were all these women doing? You know, I found out my grandfather had a girlfriend when I was 18, well, like right before my 18th birthday, I should say. And I found out he had that same girlfriend for 40 years. 
and he was on his deathbed. I didn't give a shit. I was getting my pound of flesh. And I went in and I said, how could you? How could you do that to my grandmother? He didn't have anything to say. He was like, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. You don't understand. And okay, I was 18. Maybe I didn't understand. But he was like, I would never, I would never, I would never leave my family. I would never hurt my family. And that's all he kept telling me. But he wasn't telling me he didn't do it. He was telling me that he did it, but it wasn't hurting his family. So from his perspective, he didn't do anything wrong. From my perspective, I could never look at him or talk about him with respect ever again. And it was only recently that somebody said to me, well, why did you turn on him so much? You know, because I loved my grandfather. I did so much stuff with my grandfather. He taught me how to fish. He taught me how to change tires, how to change a spark plug, like everything. We were close, but not as close as me and my grandmother. And I had to really think about it. And I've been thinking about it because I gave my answer. And I said, you know, I, I was just disgusted with him. How could he do that to her? It broke my heart that he did that to her. That he betrayed her and made her look stupid like that. Because to me, he just told the world, yeah, I've been with this woman for forever. I have kids with her. I have you know, with together we have a family, we have a business, we have a house, we have a grandbaby, you know. And I don't care about any of that because this, you know, 40-year-long affair with this hoochie kitty cats ex-saloon girl bitch that I fucking still hate. Uh, <laughs> yes, I still hate her. Um, her name was Muriel. Never in my life will I like that name. I can't even watch Muriel's Wedding because of her, but whatever. I hated this woman. I still hate this woman. Because she, her existence in my family life hurt my grandmother. And it was the first real betrayal outside of like my immediate parents that I ever felt. I just couldn't get past it. She, her existence ruined everything. I blamed her. And I blamed him. And yet there was plenty of blame to go around. Did he ever stand up to me and say, yes, I did it because I wasn't getting what I needed at home, but I wasn't going to leave my family? No. Do I understand that? That that was his mindset now? Yeah, I get it now. I don't agree with it. I think it's bullshit. But what are you going to do? That's what they did. Rather than break up, get a divorce, whatever. They just had their side piece. You know, they made sure they didn't get her pregnant. They made sure that she didn't go on, like, lavish vacations or whatever. Like, if you're the side hoe, you're going to be treated like a side hoe. Well, that's just how it is. Like, you don't get to go to family functions. You don't get to show up at picnics because you will be taken out forcibly, if necessary, by your hair. My grandmother had no problem throwing this bitch out of the hospital. Woman standing there in my face telling me, your grandfather would be so disappointed in you. That was the wrong thing to say for my grandmother to walk in on. 
You don't get in her baby's face. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. She might have dropped the ball with my father, but after that, she was very protective. And loud. But I squirreled. Anyway, um, before I go any further, I see a lot of chat. Oh, my goodness. A lot of chat. Let me go back. Let me go back. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Go back further. Jesus, you guys were here a long time. I don't know if I said yeah. Amelia Sparkles. Hello. 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 T-Rex. I feel like I just saw you. Uh, I'm not advertising that person on my channel. Uh, da, da, da. That's accountability. See, people like to call you names and blame you for things. Whatever. Uh, thank you, Rabbit, for posting links up. Gary with the AM Grind and Grit. I really like that title, by the way. It's, that's a nice title. Matter of opinion, said C3 really has a radio voice. That's awesome. Thank you. I, it's usually better. It's usually better. Right now, I have almost no voice. So, um, and if you guys, last night Shizzy did one of his um, his read alouds with Diva, with Dictionary Diva, because they both have those like real buttery, velvety voices, and they talk like this, and she's just like, "Hi, y'all!" And when she starts with that little that southern kind of thing, you're just like, "Oh, I'll just listen to this forever. It's great." Um, he did it by doing chat GPT. And so he had this ongoing story and I showed up like a jerk and said, hi, cause I should have kept my head down and shut the hell up. But no, I had to say hi. And he said something, he put me in the thing and it came up with T3 T three is a tree. And I was like, I'm a tree. I'm an enchanted tree. I, I'll take it. I could be a tree. And I was like, you know, I'm all about the hardwood or whatever. And of course, Shizzy typed that in and said, include, you know, like T3 is all about the hardwood. And it did make me into an enchanted tree that everybody wanted a piece of. And it was just, it escalated into this weird, I became a, a woman in one story. And then I wandered into an enchanted lake by, I was lured by some gorgeous, you know, like naughty mermaid named Sea Swept who's an actual person. And so, I mean, I was hamming it up in the chat while they were hamming it up on, on panel. But it got very, very spicy very, very quickly. And they just kept doing that. <laughs> and it was like, oh, first I'm hardwood, then I'm a tree, an enchanted tree. Everybody wants a piece of the enchanted tree. And it was like, great. Because everybody needs a piece of hardwood. Um... <laughs> Where's the lie? Tell me. Where's the lie? It's just, you know, some of us are pickier now. But anyway, I was young and wild. I'm not young and wild anymore. I'm just old and picky. So, you know, fuck boys and betas and deltas need not apply. I got enough friggin' flack because of you people. Um... So then it devolved into me having a some lesbian thing. And then we had a threesome, I believe. 
I, I don't know. It was just, I was laughing so hard. I missed half of what they were saying. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. If you go back and watch that episode, and please, please go back and watch that episode. <laughs> just the, even just the last hour, we did nothing but laugh the entire time. I was coughing. I couldn't breathe. I was crying. I ran to the bathroom like twice because I was afraid I was going to pee on myself. I laughed that hard. I could not stop. So really, I recommend it. Oh, because that's how it started. We were talking about the Baker's Balls. That the Baker's Black Balls brought, um, like got T3's attention or whatever and turned me into a tree. I can't remember. But it did start with the Baker's Black Balls. I do remember that. Because that morning he was talking about balls. And of course, I jumped into that conversation. And it was just a whole big thing. So the Broken Baker was talking about his balls in the morning. And then it somehow made its way to shizzies that night this is how things happen in communities like when you have friends who have different shows you share you share ideas and you see where it goes but this one ended like hilariously it was so funny so so funny and then of course the eagles won mm. yes uh, fly eagles fly whatever but the important part was um, the dolphins did not. So that, that made me happy in my evil little heart because fuck the dolphins and fuck the, uh, what are they called now? Commanders? I don't know why they have to go and change these damn football names. It's just getting on my last nerve. And then you have all these like jerseys and stuff and they go change it. And I got to buy all new jerseys. Luckily, I don't like any of those teams because my team, because I bleed Giants blue, sucks. They just suck. I don't get it. I think Eli put a freaking curse on them or something, but I just, I, I'm so disgusted. It's just, ugh. and they'll be playing the Eagles soon. I don't like the Eagles. I don't. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't like them. It's nothing personal, Eagles. It's a location thing. I am North Jersey. You are Philly. I have to hate you by right. That's number one. Number two, my mother and her husband love the Eagles. Hold on. I can't. I'm live. What do you want? He told you we have flies, right? No, go away. No, go away. I am live. Goodbye. That's my son, Connor. Good morning, Connor. I'll fix it when I come in there. We have fruit flies. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just telling you. Okay, thank you so much. On the wife didn't tell you. I don't know. Maybe she told me and I ignored her. Goodbye. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. He said, whatever. <laughs> so this is my morning show, people. This is subject to interruption by children. You know, because... That's what it's all about, my babies. It's all about my babies. Um, but uh, he totally derailed me. I forgot what the hell I was saying. Well, we'll get back to it. I know we were talking about like the streams and everything yesterday, but let me go back to chat. Like I said, it's going to be a lot of chaos. That's why this is coffee and chaos. It's not supposed to be linear. 
It's not supposed to make tons of sense. This is your morning brain with a little bit of coffee. By the end, maybe I'll straighten out. Maybe I'll have a lot more coffee and a lot less chaos. But either way, the scales go in one direction or the other. I should have called it coffee or chaos, but with me, you usually just get both. And I don't care. I come on here to have fun, help a few people, and then that's it. So whoever don't like it can... Um, I'm kidding. Do, 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 do. That just threw me all off T-Rex. He just screwed up my whole stream yard. What just happened? Okay. T-Rex said, wait, wait, wait. Can I blame myself for what happened in Florida now? Because I keep getting told it's not my fault. But, you know, I never said it wasn't your fault. I said it's not all your fault. It was your fault for being stupid and gullible. That was your fault. It was her fault for being a manipulative. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Like, I just... Anyway. This is why I'm awake. I've only slept like two and a half hours. And I'm wide awake because people like aggravating me. It's the right T-Rex. You'll keep me awake. T-Rex said, Shelly, I'm headed to Monroe Township, New Jersey tonight. <laughs> Monroe Township. What are you going there for? God, just be happy you're not you're not coming to um, Hudson County because it's just the traffic. I can hear them. It's way too early, and there's nothing but honking outside, and it's ridiculous. Uh, who's gonna do the spanking, Shelly? It depends on the situation. I mean, I'm an open opportunity spanker. Is that right? Sometimes I do the spanking. You never know. I'm a disciplinarian at heart. Uh, Lady Awesome says, T-Rex, it's not all about blame. It's about recognize your part in it. Uh, even if the only part you take, only if the only part you take accountability for is what attracted you to whomever and look back for the red flags. That's absolutely true. Some of the accountability you could take much later when you're you're a little more experienced. And you could look back and say, oh, I get what they were saying. Okay, so yeah, that was my fault. Oh, yeah, I had a hand in that. Because sometimes you can't see how accountable you are because you're limited in your experience. And somebody has to tell you. that That's something that takes, it takes time to accept when people give you blame. And you should never just blindly accept blame for something. Like, it look into it talk about it like investigate it too many people have knee-jerk reactions and believe shit for no reason believe all women no don't believe all women don't believe all men everybody lies some people lie about other people some people lied to themselves but there are lies to be had i am not a perfect person i am not a saint what i don't do is willingly and willfully lie now, if I don't remember shit, you can't hold that against me. But I'll usually tell you, I, I'm i foggy on that. Because uh, there are times where I just don't remember. You know, I've had a lot of things go wrong in the last two years. And in the last year and a half, so much. Like, so much physically went wrong that I'm just like, did I do it? I don't know. 
I don't know. What med was I on at the time? You know, what was I doing? Was I acting crazy all the time or just in that like 10 minute period? Oh, well, all the time. Then why are you putting any stock in it? You knew what came before. You knew what came after. I have brain deterioration and y'all are trying to like, oh, well, you said no, I didn't. You just don't. You can't use it against me and then I can't use it. No, you can't do that. I know when I have brain fog. I know when I can't remember anything because of my brain fog. I know when it's the meds interfering. People like to use that as an excuse that, oh, she did this, but she probably doesn't remember because she, but, 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 listen, go fuck yourself. I can't. I'm, I'm so fucking over pieces of shit blaming me for their actions. Whatever. You know, I, I, I can't even. One day I'm going to sit here and discuss it all with you, but it's not today. It's not during the blame game because that's just too accurate. It's just, it's too on the nose. So that'll be like, a, I don't know, a special little bonus feature one day. Uh, okay, so it's for what attracted you to whomever and look back for the red flags. T-Rex said, lady, awesome sky. <laughs> I love that he's calling you that. Lady awesome, you're obviously right. But like, I just want to be mad at myself for letting myself get taken advantage of and not standing up for myself. What does it do for you to be mad at yourself? I don't get it. What, what purpose does it serve? So that you just put yourself down more and erode more of your self-esteem? For what? First of all, the girl was a bitch. Second of all, she was a psychopath. Third of all, fuck her. I don't care what I do not like when my friends throw themselves under buses for no reason. You want to take a little of the blame? Fine. Blame yourself for being 27. Blame yourself for being a little naive and gullible. Blame yourself for not, you know, dating more and not widening your experience. But you know what? You're young. That's what this time is for. You're young. You get to make mistakes. You get to screw up and be like, oh, well, you know, everybody's learning. This is a fantastic grace period for you because you're in your 20s. Nobody takes you seriously. I mean, we love you, T-Rex. Don't get me wrong. But anybody over the age of 30 isn't going to take you seriously until you're also over the age of 30. 30 is like the magic number. It's like the respect gate. You got to walk through it. And once you walk through it, then you get some. But before that, nope. See, to me, you're you're a baby. You're one of my babies, don't get me wrong. And I love you to pieces, but you're still, you know, I call you the kid. I'm like, oh, you know, I got to go see T-Rex. Well, the kid got into whatever. Yeah, and it's like, I know I'm not ancient, but I'm old enough to call you a kid. You're younger than my daughter. By a year, but still younger than my daughter. God, that hurts. Not about standing up for yourself. It wasn't. And it wasn't about not standing up for yourself. You had expectations, which is going to be another show this week or next week. You had expectations. They were mutual expectations. You discussed them. 
And then she just kept testing you and testing you and testing you and testing you. And you kept failing. And the only reason that happened was because you'd never been in that situation before. She knew that and took full advantage of it. She took full advantage of you. You don't get to blame yourself for the not knowing. Now, you want to blame yourself? Blame yourself for not listening. Because we all warned you. Hell, I warned you. When I do see you, you're going to get the biggest smack in the head. I swear to God. I love you, T, but you don't listen. Good God. And so, yeah, that's the blame you can have. I will let you have the blame for not listening to any of us when it could have been avoided. Uh, Lady Austin said, not defending. However, it was a different time. There was honor and respect to stay and care for your responsibilities. He kept his family together and supported him. In the same breath, hoes knew their place. Actually, you're absolutely right, Lady Awesome. They did know their place. They didn't try to come up on your house or whatever. They'll do it once. She tried it once to like show up at my grandmother's house and be like, you know, I'm fucking your husband. And mind you, this is all information I found out after he died because they wouldn't talk about it when he was alive. And my one aunt told me this is what happened, but we're not getting into specifics because, you know, I, your grandfather's on his deathbed. You need to love him. I said, I don't need to do shit. First of all, don't tell me what to do. Second of all, how dare you? I find out this like huge thing and you want me to keep seeing him the same? Nah. Um, but yeah, most of them, they knew their place and some of them, some of them had to be shown their place, granted. And she showed up and she told my grandmother after my grandmother had just had my mother. Uh, my mother was like two or three. And uh, which we call it, she was pregnant with my uncle. So maybe my mother was like four. But she showed up, told my grandmother. My grandmother packed him a bag, threw it out the door and was like, get the hell out and don't come back. And he left. He went to go live with the girlfriend. <laughs> and who showed up at his girlfriend's house? His mother. <laughs> My mama nun. Now I had two mama nuns. Mama nonna is how you say it, but we cut everything down. Um, so I had two of them. I had my... Well, I, that's not true. I had four of them, but I only knew two of them because the other two were over in Italy where they belonged and good riddance. But I had my mother's mother's mother and I had my mother's father's mother. This was my mother's father's mother who lived across the street because that's what we do here. And she went and she went to this woman's house with the picture of my mother. She handed it to the woman and she said, that's my granddaughter. You're trying to take her father away from her. And that's not going to happen. So here's what's going to happen. He's going to go home and he started to say something. She slapped the shit out of him. She didn't give a fuck that he was a grown man. <laughs> she slapped the shit out of him and told him, you are a disgrace. You disgrace your family. You disgrace your name. You disgrace everything that we stand for. Who do you think you are? 
Now, this was one of my aunts telling me that he that this conversation went on. And she told him, you get your ass home or don't ever come back to this family. Like, it's go home or you're out. You don't do this. Like, if you do this, we got to write you off. That's it. You know, you want the girlfriend, keep the girlfriend, but tell her to shut the hell up, basically. And you go home and you take care of your family. You're just going to leave your wife after she, you know, had a baby and she's pregnant with another baby. Are you kidding? And Muriel was like, oh, I'm going to keep him. He's my, and <laughs> well, let's, let, let's just leave it as, um, she never came near our house again, ever. And my grandfather went the fuck home where he belonged. And that's where he stayed. He would take little vacations always to Antigua. That was where they went. Antigua. I hate Antigua for that reason. And he would go see her every Wednesday night, which meant that Wednesday night dinner was horrible because my grandmother would be upset and he would try like he would he would stroke her upper arm. Oh, but Kate, Kate, and she'd oh, Jim, touch me. And like her whole body would like she'd go into like fetal position sitting up. And you could see just how upset she was. And I would go over and I'd smack him. I'd smack his hand away. Don't, don't you touch my grandmother. Don't you leave my grandma alone. From when I was little. And then that night we'd all, you know, grandma and I would watch TV. We'd whatever. And she'd go, all right, honey bunch, let's go up to bed. It never dawned on me that this woman was taking me up to bed at like 830 at night. Like it was a normal thing. And she'd be like, no, no, you're going to sleep in pop-up's bed tonight. Isn't he coming back? Because he went out after dinner. I didn't know where the hell he was going. I was a kid. And I was young and stupid, which is what you're supposed to be when you're a kid. I didn't butt into adult conversations. And I was just like, well, where is he? She was like, oh, no, he's out. He won't be back until late. So you're going to sleep here. He can find another place to sleep. And, of course, when I got older, I was like, oh, she didn't want him in her bed. After he'd been with another woman. And props to her. I, I get it. I get it. I don't know how she didn't kill him in his sleep. In Minecraft or whatever Roblox thing you want to play. But I don't know how she didn't do it. Because I would have. I so would have. Because they, they weren't married. They had a marriage. Like It wasn't just some title. They had an actual living, breathing thing. That they were investing in. And they weren't going to walk away from it. But she couldn't take it. She kicked him out. Because she just could not take the fact that, you know, she had this thrown in her face like that. You know, and he he left. So that was another insult. You know, another injury. And then his mother got involved. Yet another injury. Because you know that bitch never let that go. I don't know what she said to him because they wouldn't tell me exactly. I don't know what she did to the girl, though there was something. But his ass went home and never, ever, ever threatened to leave permanently again. He got his once a week thing and that was it. But he would come home and find me in the bed. And every time he was surprised and aggravated. And now I look back like, why? I mean, you should have expected that she was not going to let you in her bed. Probably still smelling like some cheap fucking 
disgusting Bhutan that, that this bitch was. Like, I, I'm very bitter about it still. Um, mainly because he's dead and I can't have it out with him. I can't argue it out. So, I mean, when I get to heaven and grandma's there, I'm going to hug her, hug daddy, say hello to whoever's up there. And he and I are going to go have a couple beers, play some poker, and he's going to talk to me, goddammit, because I have questions. And I want to forgive him. I do. I want to have all those memories untainted. You know, I don't want them to be sullied with with how I viewed him at the end. With the betrayal and just this complete obliteration of the man that I knew. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, it was one thing. It wasn't it had nothing to do with how you know he was with you as your grand as a, you know, your grandfather or whatever. But it did because he was the one who taught me about honesty. He taught me about accountability. You know, he taught me how to deal with customers in the gas station who were not pleasant. And there's a lot of those, you know, but he taught me how to be diplomatic and what I do and to always like put my best face forward because you don't want people to think that there's a bad person in there. Everybody has bad aspects. But if you're a good person, you just keep those bad aspects in check. And, you know, these were all the lessons that I learned from him. I learned patience from him. You want to teach a kid patience? Put them in a rowboat, sit on the friggin' like ocean with them in the bay with them for 10 hours with a piece of chicken back strapped to a freaking twine that they can hold over the side of a boat and wait for a crab to come along and pick at. These are not, we didn't go crabbing with traps. There was none of that easy bullshit. Where the, oh, just close the trap, pull it up, see if something's in it. No, you don't get crabs that way. Crabs are very skittish. You know, metal sounds, they don't like them. They go, they run and bury themselves and that's it. You're done. But with the drop line, you had to pay attention. You had to be still. You know, you had to, and God, anything could have jumped over and just got me out of the side of that rowboat. But you basically hung over the side of the boat and you had the drop line in your hand and you would feel if something was eating the chicken back by how the the rope felt in your hand by how the twine felt you could feel them picking at it because it would just slightly you know pull the pull the string in your hand you learned the different things you learned if it was a fish you learned, <laughs> you learned if it was a crab you learned if it was something you didn't want to pull up um uh, and then you had to slowly, you know, bring it to the surface without upsetting the crab and letting it let go. So, I mean, you had to do this very slowly, very steadily. You had to get the, you know, the net, which in the beginning, I didn't do the netting. My grandfather did that because it was just too much for me. But eventually I learned how to bring the drop line up nice and smooth and slow without losing the crab. Grab the net with the other hand and scoop it up. He taught me that. That wasn't just crabbing what he taught me. That was a lesson for life that sometimes you just got to wait. You got to wait. You got to feel it out. Everything has a vibe. That's what he taught me. Everything has a very specific vibe. And if you tune in 
If you pay attention, you can predict what people are going to do. This was something that I learned very, very early with him. I was maybe six when I realized, oh, well, okay, if it does, if the drop line feels like this, he's about to let go. I need to shake it a little bit to make him think it's alive so that he gets a firmer grip on it and I'll have time to pull him to the surface and scoop him up. But this is like a six-year-old figuring out how to solve this problem and trap this, this crab. That's what he taught me. He taught me how to predict which way people are going to go, how to pick up on their tones. You know, because he would, he would be fine. He'd just listen. Michelle, listen. Listen outside. If, you, if it's quiet and the line's still moving, there's more than one crab. And he had like all these theories. And I would test them out, and it was great. And I feel like all those lessons that I learned from him, what were they for? Was he trying to, you know, silently tell me to pick up on his vibe that, you know, things could change in a heartbeat? I don't know. I don't know. But I want to forgive him because I want those memories back. I want the goodness that they had before. I don't want them to feel, I don't know, just disappointing to me now he disappointed me and i i continue to carry that he's been gone since i'm 18 years old you know he's been gone thir- oh shit 31 years he's been gone longer than i knew him and i still can't i can't look back and enjoy him and i had so many good memories but i can't can't let it go and i don't think it even has anything to do with him i think it has to do with the i just couldn't forgive him for doing that to her yeah she was my hero she was everything to me i don't think i could i don't know if i can get past it i'm gonna try that'll be the next thing i work on with my therapist forgiving my grandfather for being human because my grandmother was no saint. She was she was a tough cookie. She was a tough cookie. Let me write that down. Tough cookie because I wanted to talk about me being tough. Because I have questions for you guys. I have a lot of questions. But let's catch up. Uh, not defending, however, it was a different time. Um, he kept them together and he supported them. The same Brett hose knew their place. Yes. Uh, Gary, my baby came up with that title. Oh, that's awesome. I do. I like that title. Uh, that, it's hot. It's good. Rabbit. T3 likes her wood. Girl, you said a mouthful. I can't because, you know, I, that's how much I like my wood. Matter of opinion. Rabbit said wood. <laughs> oh, damn. I didn't expect that. That's hilarious. Yeah, Rabbit said would. Rabbit gets very spicy when she comes over here. I love it. I think she knows it's pretty much, no matter what she says, it's never going to be as bad as what we say. So <laughs> it's like, it's a comparison thing. I don't know what happened. I disappeared. 
it just automatically clicked out and i was like oh no all right so see rex some more that's good you're mad be mad and see what you can do different next time i love this lady what boundaries you need to set and that my friend is growing oh i'm sure he's growing even just thinking about it t-rex thank you for the 5.99 well the 4.99 super chat that 99 cent thing i <laughs> i have never heard you be that nice to connor before really really that's what you choose to bring up okay and yes that was a curse on your family and no it wasn't nice <laughs> but thank you for the super chat jackass i'm hiding it nope pox on you t-rex everybody lies dr gregory house and apparently shelly peterson okay everybody does lie at some point everybody lies there's just no way you either lie for somebody else or you lie for yourself or you lie to yourself which is a freaking epidemic around here uh yes and rabbit said thank you for the super chat carolyn fact at t3 not listening can and usually will cost you absolutely however there's many pressures that make it's difficult to listen. Peer pressure and wants can drive you to not listening. And that's where your choice to not listen will pin you to that decision. Yes, I agree. Lady Awesome. Oh, these hoes ain't loyal. No, they ain't. Whoa, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I hear is Drex. Man, these hoes ain't loyal. Nick, yo, Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick, check it out, Nick, 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 listen, Nick, 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 these hoes ain't loyal, Nick, you heard me, Nick, Nick, you heard me, Nick, I swear to God, it's like he's trying to convince us that Nick is named Nick, and like, we didn't know it, like, <laughs> that's the only thing I like about Drex, <laughs> is that when he starts that crap, he amuses the shit out of me, every other time he opens his mouth, I'm just mad, like, I'm just like, oh, you freaking, uh, I'm, I hope a million German shepherds on him. Lady Awesome, my apologies. I like I like some Chris Brown music. No, never apologize. Ever. Ah, good day, Iris. See, that's what I moved over 700 miles away from family. Yep, that's why she moved. Italian Nonna. Oh, I bet it was good. Oh, yeah. She, she was done. <laughs> And you just threatened her grandbaby, her only grandbaby at that point. Lord, she there was no stopping her. And she's Roman, um, Nabalitan, and uh, buddies. So she had quite the temper on her. And she was ruthless. Oh, <laughs> she was cold blooded. Um, although the relationship was toxic, they understood staying together and the commitment they made. Yeah, my grandmother didn't have to let him back in. She definitely could have had him taken care of, no problem. Yeah, he just would he just would have never come home. But no, they they wanted she was pregnant. She knew she was gonna have another baby. She was hoping for a lot more. Um, that didn't happen. They I think they couldn't get past 
that betrayal while she was pregnant that he was just like I think he really he he hurt her so irrevocably that she became quite bitter with other people and she didn't leave the house anymore. She stopped going out because back then people, if they saw you, they talked about you. It was out of sight, out of mind. Sure, it was juicy gossip, but if they didn't see her, they didn't think to talk about it. And luckily there was a very healthy fear of both her mother and her mother-in-law that kept people from wagging their tongues too much. Because uh, her mother-in-law was, that's the one that went to go see the girlfriend. She was no joke. She owned the business across the street from our house. It was a, the only florist in the whole like center of town. And everybody used it. They didn't buy flowers for like, you know, oh, I fucked up. Here's flowers. No, it was birthdays, anniversaries, funerals, baptisms, communion, that kind of shit. But luckily, we were an Italian Catholic, you know, neighborhood. So there was lots of all of those. Everybody was getting married, having babies, having baptisms. But yeah, she was not somebody that you fucked with at all. She ran her business herself. Her husband sat back and did the paperwork. And she did all the heavy lifting. And she made it a, a success. She was ruthless. Um, Matter of Opinion said it's something we lack nowadays. We're quick to leave when things get tough. And they shielded you from what was really going on. Yeah, they did. And that was a thing. I was raised when you're in it, you stay in it. I mean, my mother stayed married to my father for 13 years, even though he beat her ass on a daily basis. I mean, he he caused so many miscarriages. I mean, when she was pregnant with me and my sister, he threw her down a flight of stairs. That's what killed my sister. Because she landed on my sister and my sister was between her and a bone and whatever. And I, I, I hate that story. So I don't tend to remember specifics of that because my mother just she used to like to gloss over it and then she'd randomly like throw the the detail in later on i'd be like Ugh. like but it hurts me to think that he did that she went down a whole flight of stairs basically on her stomach face first why because he was he was hungry he wanted something and she was having a moment and it irritated the shit out of him so he kicked her down a flight of stairs for him that was just you know all right get up now make my fucking dinner and she got up and made his dinner she didn't it didn't matter she was bleeding didn't matter she was having stomach cramps they went away she called the doctor the doctor said you know are you still bleeding she was like no it stopped he was like how about the pain no that stopped okay then you're fine well i'll just see you at your next appointment and of course, the next appointment, he went to listen and he was like, oh, I must only heard an echo. Because they didn't have ultrasound. The best he had was like that crappy Doppler. And that was it. But for the most part, it was stethoscopes. It was like an elongated stethoscope that he used to listen to it. And he was just, oh, it must have been an echo because I don't hear a second heartbeat. Well, you don't hear a second heartbeat because she's dead. I'm still there, though. I was still there just getting all my nutrition taken from me by a corpse. You know, 
I mean, it's creepy to think I spent that much time with a, a body that wasn't alive anymore and decaying like rapidly. Because my mother told me what she looked like when she came out. And even though she says we were identical, she said, you didn't look identical. She was like, you were very different looking. Like she was just, it was not, she didn't look like a baby anymore. And I was only four pounds. I was blue and covered with hair. <laughs> so it was like, uh, and not breathing. So yeah, it was, it was not a non-traumatic birth for my mother. Because I shot out, literally, she just one push and I shot out like I was coming out of a cannon. The doctor said, thank God I played football. Otherwise, he would have dropped me. (laughs) But um, then my mother still had the labor pains and the pain. And she had this big, like, um, mass that the nurse could feel just under her, like it was stuck under her rib cage. And the nurse gave a big old push and out my sister came. And that was that. We had two dead babies because I wasn't breathing. Apparently I hadn't been breathing for a little while. And that one nurse, she just would not give up. She kept doing CPR. She did CPR on me so much that she inverted my breastbone. She actually changed the shape of my sternum. Pushed it right in. So if I get into a car that has an airbag and it explodes in front of me, it could kill me because it can crush my chest. It'll just... Because it's already, you know, slightly angled in. And my mother loves telling me, well, the doctor said at least you'll always have cleavage. I was like, and you let him. That's what kills me. Let one of my doctors say that about one of my kids. You want to see me go insane? That's not funny. How about you help me, like, fix this? Or, yeah, give me some. Don't say, oh, she'll always have cleavage. Fuck you. His name was Dr. Pessin. P-E-S-I-N. And, of course, when I was older, I was like, you realize you just switched two letters and he was Dr. Penis. I was like, that's kind of, you know... (laughs) Like, that was funny. My mom was like, no, I didn't realize that. I was like, I realized it. <laughs> so my pediatrician was Dr. Penis. But not really. He was Dr. Pesson. Ever said, oh, my God, Shells, you got to know who house. Of course I know who house is. Oh, my goodness. I love him. You, Lori? Oh, forget it. I love not like love me some house. Yeah, I've seen every one of them. Every single one, multiple times. The ones with the midget, when he, she's like, yeah, sometimes they like to put me on top and I hold my legs and they spin me. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I want to try. I want to try. <laughs> uh, Gary, got to go. See you later, T3. I will see you at 12, Gary. Peace. I don't know what you're going to hit me with today, but I'm sure it's going to be lovely. Um, it is. Oh my God. Hey, Gary hugs, hon. Have a good day. I love my chat. You guys are just, you're so warm and welcoming. You really are. It is. I gotta go do all the things. My sweet girl. I will see you later. Hugs. Oh, hugs right back to you, babe. Thanks for stopping in. I'm sure you'll, if you come back, we'll probably still be here. 
Because if I get off here, then I'm going to have to fall asleep. And that's not a good thing. Um, matter of opinion. That's sad and disheartening. I don't condone violence, but deletion would get any sympathy from me. Sorry, but not sorry. Oh, it, it happens. These are Italians. They they do things different. Well, it was back then, too. It was, what, 1940s? About? Yeah. So, I mean... Deletion helps, you know, it just kind of happened. Oh, geez, thought this AM was going to be fun, and now I'm looking to make another pot of coffee. Oh, why? What, we, <laughs> what happened this morning? Everything's good. Everything's good. I just have a lot of things on my mind. This blame game thing, it came to me last night, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I was like, everybody, you know, people love to point fingers. Nobody likes to take accountability. And it's like, if you do something, cop to it. Just say you did it. Wait, did someone say, <laughs> let me do that before I make more coffee? <laughs> Girl, go for it. Go ahead. I don't know. I feel like today would be the day I should do that. But I'm like, no, nah, then I'm definitely going to sleep. I could go see. I could go to sleep right now. <laughs> I was up late. I had a lot of things to talk about and suss out in my head. But I went to sleep when I was supposed to. And I slept for a whole, what, two and a half hours. All I know is my alarm was going off and I woke up singing the song to Hamilton rather than just getting up and turning off the alarm. So I had a great start to my day. Now the kids are just being four. Aw, nothing new. Yeah, four was rough. Oof. Four was rough. That, that was when Connor decided he had a personality. And I was going to hear about it one way or another. Like I was going to get introduced to that personality, whether I liked it or not. So, all right. So, first of all, I have this this note about being a tough cookie. I want to get that out of the way because I I've had a conversation. Well, I've had this conversation with a couple people, and I would like your opinion. I know you all can be a little harsh, but sometimes I need that, and sometimes I need you to, you know, be gentle. Take the middle road today because I don't know entirely know which way I'm going to fall. I still have PMS because, of course, now it's, you know, you got to go, have a good day, rabbit. I'm sure I'll see you in a little bit. Um, Lady Autumn, I always found the fucking fours are much more challenging than the terrible tools. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's all that personality because then they and they know how to say no. Mm. <laughs> and I think they're just. They're like she's not looking. Let's do this. Like, all right, they're they're more they're a lot sneakier. You really their mobility is high, so you really got to be like on your top game with a four year old because they do things, and you're just like, but why? Why would you? Because I wanted to. Did it make sense for you to do that? No, but I did it anyway. <laughs> I did it anyway. Um. 
I've been talking about toughness. I had a conversation with somebody who used to live here in my state and they moved their family out to the Midwest. And we were discussing like personalities because I lived in Kansas at one point and it was just, you know, it, it was a bit of a culture shock for me, but I'm very adaptable. I can fit in anywhere I go. It doesn't matter. Um, I will make friends wherever I go because I, I'm a very friendly person. If you saw me face to face, I smile way too much. Like I smile a lot. I just give the appearance of a happy, approachable person. It's just when you piss me off, the resting bitch face and demon mask are very much real. I will terrify you. Once those eyebrows go down and come together, you're fucking toast. And you know it because I only look like that when I'm about to run right through you like the ram that I am. And I was talking to this person and I said, you know, I don't know. I want to move to the South, but I'm a little bit, you know, trepidatious. I was like, I'm I'm hesitant only because I don't want to stick out and, you know, people not like me because I'm from the North or whatever. And he said, whatever you think, your Jersey is going to start to go away. You'll blend. Trust me. And I was like, "Ah." and he was like, listen, he was like, I know who's like, we started losing our jersey, especially my wife, after a couple months of being here. And, you know, he kept telling me the story. And I was like, oh, so maybe I can, you know, soften up. I have a mixed review or a mixed bag, I guess you could say, among my friends as to how to look at that. Because I've, I've, Brought it up and I say, you know, when I move, I do hope it softens me a little. And one would say, no, I don't want you to get soft. You know, you're tough. That's part of your personality. It's who you are. Don't change for anybody, which appreciate it. Thank you for loving me as I am. But I don't. Tough is my armor. It's. You know, the illusion of it's me banging on my armor. It's like Tarzan, you know, pounding on his chest to make it seem like he's just indestructible. You know, come at me, whatever. You know, it is. It's an intimidation tactic. And it's meant to protect me. That's why I adopted it. Am I tough? Yeah. I mean, you can't live through what I've lived through and not be tough am i as as tough as i come across on here probably not um i don't like to do violence people like to ascribe different things to me like oh you're just well you're so violent i'm actually not but all right oh you love conflict i actually don't but all right It's funny because that's part of the blame game. They like blaming me for things and hold no accountability themselves. That's like the, there was one thing going around where everybody's like, oh, oh, she has feelings. (gasps) There's feeling. I had feelings for everybody. I hate to say it. I was on my deathbed. There were feelings to be had all over the place. 
And I think they took it and ran with it and made it mean what they needed it to mean. But that wasn't what it was to me. You know, like when when I say I have feelings for people, they mean something to me. You know, they just they. I have feelings from everybody in this chat. Oh, my God. Copious feelings and they range, but I can't name them because all I've ever felt was like trauma and fear. So I'm still identifying like how I feel about people, how I think about them, you know, what categories they fall into. And I have to adjust them sometimes because it's like, I'll go, oh, well, this is what I felt. And somebody will be like, well, like my therapist loves doing this. Well, let's examine that. So you had this feeling you're calling it this. Yeah. Okay. So why do you call it that? Well, because so-and-so said or whatever. And then she's like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't care what anybody, I want to know what you think. And I'm so used to pleasing people and giving them what they want to keep them in my life because I have abandonment issues that I'll tell them pretty much whatever they want to hear. Um, and I don't like to lie, so it will become the truth for me sometimes. I've, got, I've done that with my mother a lot. Oh, my God. So much with my mother. She'll say something and she'll do something. I'll say, Ma, you know, you made me feel whatever. That's not how you're feeling. I didn't do it like that. Rah, 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 rah. And I'm, all right, Ma. All right, all right, all right. You didn't. No, I know she clearly did it with this intention in mind. But she says no. Like, I told her I was quitting smoking again. What does she do yesterday? She drops off, number one, she drops off Burger King to my house. She doesn't bring it up so that she could help me with the things she promised she'd help me with. No, no, she calls my son while I'm asleep, has him run down to get it, and he comes up and I'm like, what the hell is this? You woke me up for what? Where'd you go? Oh, grandma. Where's grandma? Is she coming up? No, she's not coming up. Okay. So that that's, I'm already pissed off now. And I just woke up. So we're not really doing well. And he hands me a bag of Burger King. And I was like, she bought something for like you guys. He goes, no, it's for all of us. Bitch. Now my mother knows there's only one fast food restaurant I can't stand. And it's Burger King. So what did she buy? She put a whole thing of hamburgers and french fries from Burger King, which I hate both. So I couldn't eat it. He was like, come on, just take a bite. I took one bite. I was, I was, it was just, it was like biting into just chewy cardboard, chewy wet cardboard. He loved it. Katie loved it. I was like, well, enjoy because I can't eat it. Now, was that underhanded? Yes. Did my mother realize it? Yes, of course she did. And she sent four packs of cigarettes. Knowing I was quitting, sent four packs of cigarettes. These are the things my mother did. So, of course, I argued with her later. Why did you do that? Blah, 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 blah. I was being nice. You were being, my, I told you I was quitting. Well, you quit four days later. Like. She's so passive aggressive, and yet, eventually, I just go, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to fight. All right, ma. 
All right, fine. It's no skin off my nose. You know, you want to pretend like you did it for me? Go right ahead. I don't care. Like, you, you feel better about yourself. It was never her fault. Nothing's ever her fault. You know, it's always somebody else's fault. It's I didn't get respect when I was a kid. People told me I was stupid. People told me I was stupid all the time. I didn't go around going, duh, and prove them right. No, I proved them wrong. Now, we've already talked about the common sense part that I don't have. But, you know, academic smarts, um, good luck. Good luck coming up against me because I was good at school. I loved school. That was where I excelled. I shone. And, man, they wanted it, but they didn't like it. It's really, it's really strange. It's weird to be surrounded by people who tell you they want you to succeed and then punish you when you do or minimize it. Oh, you got straight A's. You're number one in your class. What do you think? You're smart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't I just prove it? No, don't let it get to your head. You're still just as stupid as you were before. And it was like, oh, okay. It doesn't matter what your grades are. You're never going to amount to anything. You're always going to be like your father. You're going to be like this one. You're going to make stupid mistakes like your mother. Okay. See, apparently my whole life was predestined from like the minute I was born, according to my family. And they were going to stick with that narrative, but whatever. I'm going to squirrel back. Um, this all comes back to being, to being tough, basically. Um, <laughs> lady she's like yep and there's two I, I know I feel bad for you you do have the you have the four year olds but you have two of them oh my goodness no Katie was enough when she was four and Connor forget it I had him on a leash until he was five almost because he would take off and I could not catch him none of us could he was oh my god you never saw a kid so skinny that flew so fast he was 40 pounds until he was in the second grade. That's how scary. He would throw a baseball because I took him to baseball, like, um, instructional camp right down the block. And every time he went to throw that baseball, I was like, please don't let his arm break. Please don't let his arm break. <laughs> he was so skinny. And it was, well, he got over that real quick. Now he's just built like a brick shit house. I'm like, please don't break my furniture. We have dwindled down to like a couple people, which for me is good right now because I really do want to talk about the tough thing. I don't know how to not be tough. How do you do it? It's one of my last defenses. So how, how do I do that? Just talking about it makes me so emotional because I'm terrified to give that up because I'm so soft and squishy inside. The whole, you know, go ahead and fuck with me. I'll punch you dead in your shit. That's learned on my behalf. Like that's that's something I learned how to do. 
That's my way of pushing people away. Because what else have I learned in my life? No matter how much you love somebody, there's no guarantee that they're going to stick around. There's no guarantee they're not using you. And when you you grow up uh, ashamed of who you are, ashamed that you even exist, because apparently your very existence is an affront to some people. How do you drop that list, that list layer of protection? As soon as I find myself trusting people, when I start, again, this is the whole feelings thing. When I start having feelings for people, and like I said, that's a range because I don't, I don't identify feelings very well because mainly the only one I know is fear and capitulation. I always chomp at the bit. I always fight back, but eventually I just give in and I go, yeah, all right. Like I, cause you'll, you'll defeat me just through sheer perseverance. At least that's the way I was in, in the past. I've gotten quite good at rallying back around, you know, dealing with all these damn traumas and, all these memories and turning these horrible memories into nothing but senseless words and letters that I could just, you know, erase off a, off a sheet of paper. That's helped me in keeping up the fight. You know, it helped me in bolstering my my courage and my confidence to get through it. Uh, ah. <laughs> uh Gary. Yes, he would. Gary sent me texts from Discord. Would T-Rex come on the morning show? Yes, he would. I'll answer for him. Of course he would. Just depends on if he's driving or not. But you should hit him up. Ask him. Have a conversation. Man to man. Go ahead. So The tough thing. When I was little, they dressed me in little dresses. I was always frilly. My hair was always curly and bouncy and had barrettes holding it up or I had little pigtails. And I was adorable. And I was very, very soft looking as a kid. I had the big, fat, rosy cheeks. And believe me, I had like, I had chunkamunk cheeks because they were determined to beef me up as a baby because I was four pounds. So to them, a chunky baby was a healthy baby. And I was very athletic and did whatever. So, you know, from like the neck down, I was fine as a kid. 
but the face was always round. It was always going to be round. It was always going to, I was always going to have little like cheeks and everything. But I looked like a soft, sweet little girl. And that got used against me over and over and over. Hell, that was where the blame game started. It was my fault because I was just too pretty. I was too cute. I was too sweet. Okay, well, all that and guess what happens? I don't want to be cute. I don't want to be pretty. I don't want to be sweet. I want you to leave me to fuck alone to stop hurting me. How about that? So I learned to, you know, put up exteriors. I, when my mother cut my hair, I thought it was terrible. I cried and cried and cried until I realized, oh, I'm not as cute now. I thought that was an amazing thing. I didn't want to be cute. I didn't want to be pretty. I wanted everybody to leave me to fuck alone. I didn't want to hear nothing about beautiful green eyes. I didn't want to hear nothing about, you know, Cupid bow lips. I didn't want to hear about my cute little nose. I didn't want to hear none of that shit. I just want everybody to go away. So, okay, I can't change the outside of me because I'm still too young, but I can make the appearance tougher. Like, I could come off as tougher. And I tried it as a kid. You know, like, if somebody hurt my feelings, I'd tell them I was going to punch them in the face. It worked as long as they didn't call me on it. Because I didn't know how to fight when I was little. What are you kidding me? I would have had my ass handed to me. I got the shit kicked out of me pretty much on the daily. Like two and a half years of high school. In the Catholic school. Not the public school. They didn't fuck with me. But Catholic school, all the time. All the time. And there's always the same bitch that would, you know, rile a bunch up. Because they thought it was funny. Bunch of mean girls, that's how they got their kicks. And it was like, you know what? That's how she got her kicks now, but she's facing imprisonment now. So, ha, 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 I hate her for what she did to her kids, but, you know, it's like, all right. Eventually, people's true natures come to light. I have spent almost 50 years on this planet just trying to keep myself alive while wishing I was dead. Somebody want to explain that? You want to tackle that little psychological uh, mind fuck that I got going on with myself? I've died a couple times. Each time I came back giving less of a fuck. I came back feeling like I wanted to connect less with the world. Because the world sucks. It's been mean to me, it's been cruel, and it's been very disappointing. And I get to this point in my life where I'm like, you know what? People still don't take what I say or what I feel seriously. Because most people in this world only give a shit about themselves. I've had the great fortune of meeting quite a few people who care about others you know, on par where they care about themselves. But the majority of the people that I met were so into saying, this is your fault. You did this. So, okay, so the whole thing with my father happened 
because it was my fault because I was pretty. How's that my fault? All right. So if he couldn't resist and that was my fault. Because that was said to me. How could you can't blame him? You were so sweet. He couldn't resist. He didn't stand a chance. Fuck you. Like, I don't believe that for a moment now because I'm older and I know. But then I was just a kid. You tell me it's my fault. I believe it's my fault. You tell me I'm dirty. I believe I'm dirty. I'm worthless. I'm this. I'm that. And the names, they, they were a plenty growing up. Because somebody would lose their temper and that was ammunition and they'd say it. And then later on, pretend they were talking about something else. Oh, you take everything I say to heart. Oh, you take everything wrong. It, it's hard to take some of the things they said to me wrong. They were pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> I can't stand you people. Oh. Scrappy, I'm lost. Had to. I'm a lost. I had to get gone to get stuff done. Okay. I got over that mindset by saying, thinking, I don't care. That's the thing. I care too much about everything. I love to say, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I care too much and I give too many fucks. But part of the tough girl, you know, persona, which is part of me. Don't get me wrong. It's not something that I put up, that I put on falsely. That is a part of me, but I will blow her presence up if I feel the need. I will wrap that around me like the best bubble wrap you've ever seen. Uh... Scrappy said, Jacob and all. Hi, Jacob and all. Scrappy, I do not text and drive. Okie dokie. Amelia, I'm so relieved to hear some. This is what had me laughing. I'm so relieved to hear someone else hates Burger King as much as I do. I don't like the taste of the burgers. They're just like, ugh. I mean, I know McDonald's is made different so that you become addicted to the food. You want it more. But you want it more because it, as bad as it is for you, it's fucking tasty. I'm sorry, but it just is. Jacob said we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. No. Nope. The only Kansas thing about me now is all we are is dust in the wind. Um, scrappy little. I cried at my first haircut. Aww. That's not a bad mindset. Keep staying alive and giving a shit. I'm trying. I am trying. You know, my first haircut, my hair went from, like, I had, when I was little, I had this really big, luscious, like, head of hair. It was just tons and tons of, you know, chestnut brown hair with, like, red streaks in it because I had a lot of copper in my hair. And it, they were big curls, and it was long. It was down to my waist, and... It was beautiful. You could do anything to my hair. My mother used to make like the Princess Leia buns on the side. Um, I would have little pigtails. I would have French braids. I'd have, you know, whatever you could do with my hair. It did whatever you told it to. 
matter of opinion, Dalane nine super chat. Thank you for the super chat. He said, "That's fucked up to tell a child that's child abuse." Well, yeah, I was, I was, I don't know if you know the story, but I was abused literally from the moment I came out. Like my mother gave birth to me and went home for a week, and I just stayed in the hospital in the incubator for a week, and nobody. They didn't do the take the baby out and whatever. They did whatever they could with you in the incubator. They pretty much only took you out to change your diaper if they did that. So I didn't get held. I didn't get any of that stuff. I got fed through a tube in my nose. I had a, I had a pretty rough and cold beginning. But I'm not a rough and cold person. That's not me. I'm the opposite. It's like everything they ever denied me is everything I want to give everybody else. And I would really like it in return one day. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but you know, it is what it is. I'm always going to be the one that, that loves more. I'm always going to be the one that gives more, who cares more. And eventually if it stays abusive, if it stays where I'm denied any kind of like refill, you know, if my bucket is empty, I'll be the one to leave. I will. That always held true. I could walk away and I could close the door on you like you never mattered. You know, if you're going to show me that I don't matter to you, I'm going to show you what really not mattering feels like. And that's it. Don't don't take what I feel and blow it up to fucking support your fucking little narrative. Shut up. Everybody on here that has ever heard me, I love so much. It's ridiculous. I completely lay myself out for people and it's just like, all right, come on, let me help you. Let me, you know, give you a step up. Let me be the one that you lean on. Even if I'm losing so much sleep and I'm getting sicker, it's okay. I'll take care of me as soon as you're done. Like, let's go. That's who I am. So to say anything counter to that, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That's when the toughness comes out because I just can't believe that anybody would come at me like that. And it's happened throughout my life so many times. So many times people want to paint a picture of me that's not true. And it's like, you know what? Do it. I don't care. But get the fuck out of my life. I can't. Like, I won't have somebody like that around. I just won't. And I've walked away from many, many people. And they're like, I don't know what I did wrong. They always say that. And it's like, you don't know what you did wrong. I don't know. Maybe talking shit about me behind my back and then I find out about it. You know, maybe trying to steal people away from me, trying to keep me away from people because you're greedy and selfish. You know, maybe it's your insecurities that are pushing me away. Maybe it's your harsh words or your cold ass attitude. I don't put up with things forever i have a threshold once you have reached that threshold and crossed it i have no use for you you are nothing but a negative in my life and i cut tumors out i love my peace of mind i do oh my god love peace of mind i love when it's quiet I like when I can go into a room of people, you know, a chat or whatever, a panel, and not be afraid of being attacked. Not being afraid of looking stupid because somebody decided 
they were going to up their own ego by trying to put me down. Like, I like going places where I'm welcome. Once I get the vibe from someplace that I'm not welcome, I will go back less and less. I will engage less and less until I just disappear. And then they turn around and they're like, where'd you go? Bro, I've been gone for months. Where the fuck you been? Anyway, matter of opinion, thank you very much for that that super chat. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I had a I had a <laughs> had a messed up childhood. You can ask Gary. It, that's the first thing Gary decided when he met me that he was gonna poke, 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 poke until he got that story out of me. And he did. But between him and you know my chat, they made it so that I felt compelled to to attack that to unpack that trauma that I had never touched before that I couldn't even speak about. And then I, you know, I had winning. What couldn't I do without, you know, with, what couldn't I do with winning? Not, you know, I don't know how to say it. Everybody's got that best friend out there that gives them just enough support, but doesn't, carry them he does that he's always pushing me go ahead go ahead, go ahead. i'm here but go ahead go ahead yeah it's like ah! it's like stop telling me what to do you love it come on go do it go because like, see he understood the assignment when i said i need adult supervision he was like gotcha i never skipped a beat <laughs> it was not it was not daunting to him it was at one point, he said, you're going to be a lot of work. And I was like, yep, sure am. <laughs> sure am. Yep for it. He was like, oh, yeah. He didn't hesitate. He stopped and said, oh, crap, you're going to be a lot of work. But he still signed up for it. That means more to me than pretty much anything. Because, dear God, I am a lot of work. I get that. But I'm a lot of reward, too. Because if you could get past that hard exterior, that rough and tumble kind of, I don't fucking need anybody kind of thing. There's nothing I won't do for you. That's dangerous for me. Um, scrappy is not a bad mindset. Staying alive and giving a shit. That's right. Jacob Pete. That was strange. Clicked on the video and it wasn't up to speed. It started 16 minutes behind. Why? Weird. That's bizarre. Uh, Amelia. Oh, no, I was behind too, Jacobs. She said, it's the worst. Burger King has no saving grace, not even the ice cream. Their desserts are horrible. Oh, my God. It's like somebody just took a bunch of ingredients, threw it together and said, here you go. I'm not going to bake it. I'm not going to make it look presentable. It's just a big lump of shit. Here's your dessert. Stop. Uh uh, and those fake fries that they got don't do the half steak fry either be a full steak fry seasoned please with the peel on with the potato skin because without the skin there's no point uh, or be the crinkle cut fry or be a waffle fry or be a curly fry or be a shoestring that half and half bullshit I hate it and they're never crispy who wants a floppy fry I don't like anything floppy in my mouth, just so you know. 
as we proved with, you know, chat GPT yesterday when she figured my ass out too. But it's like, whatever. I feel attacked. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Y'all really do need to go, <laughs> go check out that the shizzy diva stream. Even Volstar was on there and he was just, he was cracking up. Because when they first said that I was a tree, I think it, they were a little nervous at what my reaction would be, which is silly because even when I'm mad, it's, half of it is just me, you know, exaggerating my mood. And it's to, to entertain you because that's what I'm here for. But he was like, Shelly said, I'm a tree. I'm okay with that or I'm good with that. And he read it. He was like, oh, good. She's good with that. He was like, Shelly don't mind being a tree. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> he was very, like, yay. And then they just ran with it. Uh, but yeah, it was hilarious. You really, you need to hear it because the things that it was saying, I was, and of course, if you read chat along with it, because <laughs> we had a whole other thing going in chat. We were just going, we were joking back and forth and we're flirting and like so just outrageous shit. It was a good time. It was a very good time. I needed it yesterday. Uh, it was after my stream with winning where we did the doc party and we watched um, Big Pharma. I have a lot of issues with them. So I had to save it for Rumble. And even then, I didn't really get to say much because I didn't want to derail it. And there was a football game coming up. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to bite my tongue and let him go watch his Eagles game. And again, they won. They beat the Dolphins. Ha ha. So Miguel could go with your dolphins and your damn buccaneers and all that shit. Which I believe they beat as well. But anyway. Uh, scrappy. God kept me alive for a reason. I lost my mom just over a week. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so very sorry, Scrappy. Um... Dad's lost, so a mission has happened. Probably the reason. I am so sorry. I didn't know that. May, may she rest in peace. I. I am so sorry. Um. I don't know what I do. I don't know what I will do with my mother dies. I know she's a terrible mother. Terrible. She's the only one I've got. Phrasing Shelly. Shut up, Jacob. <laughs> Parents. Dad told me they almost um, lost the night of day I was born. It's a set point. You got to pivot fast. Pivoting fast is what I do. I can turn on a dime. I could turn a conversation on a dime. I can turn subject matter on a dime. And my moods can turn on a half a dime because I can go from pleasant and happy to murderously psychotic in about a half a second. It depends what the catalyst is. You go near my kids, I change before you can even think to blink. And I will be in your face and on you and taking out my revenge. And that is not me being tough. That is me being my kid's mother. 
I will protect those kids. To my grave, I will protect them. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care how I feel about you. You hurt my kids. You are my enemy. It doesn't matter. And I do not, do not have mercy for my enemies. If you only knew the things I did to my ex-husband when he hit my daughter. But I like to gloss over it and be like, yeah, this is what happened. This is part. I tell you part of it that I went to his job. <laughs> I don't tell you all the rest of the stuff I fucking made sure to do. But that's because I'm not stupid. And why? Why admit to crime? Um, allegedly. But then I moved right home. Within two weeks, my happy ass was home. Was it the best thing? No. Should I have maybe stayed in Kansas? Maybe. But I didn't. So you deal the hand that you're dealt. You don't deal. You don't play the hand that you wish you had. You play the hand that you actually have. And I've always been good at that. My grandma said from when I was little, oh, she's lucky in cards. Going to be unlucky in love. She was right. Bitch. I know you're around because the cats haven't shut up. You and daddy, you need to go because I'm not in the mood. I love you both. I don't need you hovering over me right now. I really don't. So you can go. I've been driving these cats crazy. I have never heard Snips meow so much since the moment I got it. She just sits in the hallway. Just meow, meow. And she's having whole conversations. And the reason that I know that it's either my grandmother or my father is, well, daddy is because they keep doing it away from me. And that was so typical of them. It was just, oh, we're going to talk about her behind her back and find out what we need to know. And then we'll come deal with her. Daddy didn't do it so much as grandma. But if grandma's doing it, daddy's definitely going to be there to listen. And I know to some people that sounds crazy. But you know what? When you've seen as many ghosts as I have, nothing surprising. Um matter of opinion hopefully it felt awesome to get off your chest you know it really did it took me so many decades to just be able to say not the specifics of what my father did but to recreate this scenario in which he did it most of the time i had a trigger for a vent in the top of a van that used to make me completely shut down. I The vent didn't have to be there. I didn't have to see an actual vent. I could look at my ceiling and there it was every time. Even now, I look up, there it is, it's there. But it has no power over me anymore. Those memories, it took us forever to get there. And trust me, I made chat cry. They cried. <laughs> they cried a lot. Because I don't really hold back when I talk about the emotional stuff. If I have to rip open my soul and pour it all out for you to consume because you can't do it on your own, but it's going to help you to get there, I'll do it every time. Because it doesn't hurt me to put myself out there. It doesn't. I don't see it as a failure or a personal slight to put even the most intimate details out there if they're going to help someone. It doesn't. I don't need secrets. 
I know people with secrets. They never did them any good. They're not going to do me any good. You know, lying about things, I, I don't see the point. You know, say you're some dude that's like pretending that he's all aloof or whatever, and he's not. But he likes to play it off so that if something goes wrong, he could always blame you. You gotta say it was all you. You know it's not. He knows it's not. But he's got the story on his side, and you're not entertaining him. So that's what they're gonna run with, right? It's like, all right. I've been in the last like I don't know six months. I've tried very, very, very hard to say to myself and just be here and talk about my past dramas and stuff like that, and not talk about any of the other stuff that went with my life recently you know it's more focus on the past because i don't want to give life to the present i don't want it to keep going i want to snuff it out and cut off its supply cut off its air supply food supply whatever you know i would just want it to go away and i want everybody to be happy and live their own lives some people don't allow that to happen i just don't acknowledge them you know now everybody that is toxic for me is out of my life i i have no need for toxic people in my life that includes my relatives that includes old friends of mine that includes new friends acquaintances anything if you steal any bit of my peace of mind you gotta go because i don't i don't have time to fuck around with people like that anymore you know, half my life is over. I don't I don't know that I'll make it the next time I flatline. There are those out there who have, you know, stated for the record that they wish I would flatline and be kind of sorry I didn't and, and stay that way. But, you know, assholes abound. Jacob said try... What can't I do with winning by my side? I think that's what you're reaching for. Well, no, that's the thing. He's not always by my side. He's adaptable. Have you ever seen he and I settle in one role? No, sometimes we're shoulder to shoulder. Sometimes we're, you know, like I'm in front of him doing whatever. Sometimes he's in front of me doing whatever. You know, he's supportive. I'm supportive. I get who he is. You know, I get that he's not always going to be super hyper happy winning. You know, I get that he he gets toods. I would rather deal with the tood than deal with the fakeness. I usually don't wonder what I'm getting with winning. He he's usually on the on the level with me. As much as he can be, as much as we can be with anybody. I mean, there's things that I don't say. There's things he don't say because we're not at that point. It's not time to articulate them yet. You know, he lets my story unfold as it unfolds. Is it linear? No. <laughs> can he say, well, what happened next? I don't know what happened next. That's not I'm not in that kind of mood to talk about that. I do want to talk about this. All right. So what, what, like, he'll be like, what time frame are we talking about? How old were you? Who was this? Was this one of the, like, that sparks a lot of questions. 
And I love that because he just, he asks questions that normally guys don't ask me because they don't want to know. But he likes to do like all the puzzle pieces, which is cool because I'm a thousand piece um, jigsaw puzzle of nothing but miscellaneous beads. Like, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> and he doesn't have a picture to guide him. So it's like every time he finds one of those pieces that fits, he's like, oh my God, yes, all right, I got a new one. Yeah, he thinks he knows me, and he does. But then he'll learn something new, and he's like, all right, I got to adjust. And he's good at that. That's why he's my best friend. That's why he's someone that I I do. I fucking, I wax poetic about him. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you, you don't like it. I don't, I really don't care. He's a good man. Those seem hard to come by in my life. So yeah, as he's a good man and he thinks I'm worthy of, you know, his time and his friendship. Then how could I ever turn around and not believe him worthy of my time and friendship? Everything he gives to me, I give back to him. Everything. And he knows that. He knows that that's not normal. That's something to be recognized. It's something to, you know, hold on to. Because so many people out there have so much to say. And you can't read their intentions because you just, you can't trust what you see. You can't trust what you hear. And you, you're lost because you want to. Nobody wants to think, you know, badly of anybody else. But at least when... He gets to me. He knows that I the shit that I've been through, he couldn't possibly top it. There was only one thing he could ever do to piss me off to the point where I would not speak to him. And he would never do that. Because we're on the same page about that stuff. Kids are to be protected at all costs. I say I'm not I'm not as tough as, you know. I make out to be. Well, let me tell you something. If you were to come for my kids, I won't be tough. I'll be full on beast. I will be savage. And I'll do it with a song in my heart. Uh, scrappy. Unload on me. Never asked a chick to do that. <laughs> Yet chicks have. I could have gone so many different ways with that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I that's what I do. I unload here. I vent to you guys. I talk about it. And I give you the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I have questions or I've had that, you know, that kind of experience. Or you can just lurk. Lurkers don't bother me. I know sometimes you just want to listen and not interact. Some days you just don't have it in you to do the typing and hey, you know, you just want to sit and listen. And that's fine. I got no problem with that. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> lady, she said, oh snap, I'm making steak fries now. Make them crispy, girl. Always make them crispy. I hate when they make them mushy. Ugh. Like, come on. And then they don't season them. What's wrong with you people? Like. How are you going to have not seasoned fries? And I'm not talking just salt. Just salt is bad for you. 
There's so many things you can put on fries. Um, but yeah, Scrappy, we we unload on each other around here. It's a thing. You can unload just as much. So there you go. Amelia Sparkles. Ha. Huh? Thanks for the validation about the BK made my day. <laughs> you kill me. <laughs> Matter of opinion, LOL. I'm sorry, but I love a Whopper and a Whopper Jr., but everything else ain't all that, especially them nuggets. The nuggets. Oh my God. That's worse than like the ShopRite ones with the yellow styrofoam underneath and just the plastic wrap on top when they used to sell those sell like four pounds of nuggets for like three bucks <laughs> you knew there was no chicken in there <laughs> you're selling you breading and paste shut up like oh yeah i'm just not a burger king girl i'm really not and i grew up with burger king was directly across the street from mcdonald's Burger King was where you went for the birthday parties because you all got your crowns and, you know, they had like the, the playground inside in our Burger King. The McDonald's here didn't have one. They didn't have a playground. So everybody went to Burger King for the parties. And then McDonald's smartened up and they got themselves a playground. <laughs> and then they unleashed... A whole bunch of rats and roaches into the back of the Burger King and called the health department and got them shut down. Yeah. And they were proven that they were, you know, it was just a sudden kind of thing. They had no, like, proof that it was dirty there or whatever, except for the fact that they had, like, this, you know, they were now inundated with these vermin. But they never got their reputation back, and they closed within, I think, a year. And so that was that shady business dealerships, dealings, but yes, but it was effective. And they never got called onto the carpet for it, and it's been well over the statute of limitations. So I don't think they give a shit. That McDonald's has changed hands so many goddamn times. But it's still there. People here don't listen. You got a bunch of, like, potheads that live in this town they run this town after 2 a.m i don't know why there's not just one taco bell in the middle of town no store just a window you have three freaking choices and that's it and they're just open from like 1 a.m to like 7 a.m and that's it they would make a shit ton of money they won't do it we have a taco bell they suck they're all the way on the end and end of town Ain't nobody going by the train station at three in the morning. Fuck out of here. <laughs> no. Uh spam you too, how about everything scrappy? Everyone dis on crystal. Their fries have been improved. Crystal. Everyone dis on crystal. Their fries have been improved. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? It's okay on... It's okay on not knowing. <laughs> okay. I don't know a lot of things. Mike! I'm not saying your last name. 
I'm not saying your last name, Mike. <laughs> Mr. Hunt, how are you? There, I said it just not together. Uh, last said, my apologies if I missed anyone coming into um, character. My daughter called and sent me a link to Dallas News. She was on for the state fair. Oh, oh, and I looked up the fry things. First of all, that fried butter looks like, hmm. It looks like it would make me beyond sick, but it also looks like I I could do it once. Like <laughs> I could be sick once. It's fine, just to try it. Uh, Mike said, "Shelly, why can't you get the D? What do you mean? Why can't I? It's not that I can't. It's just I'm a lot pickier than I used to be. I mean, right now, obviously, you know, I'm still like recovering, and I'm trying to like battle all this crap." But no, can't get it? No, I can get it whenever I want it. Shit, I have it lined up on the phone. I keep rejecting it outright, but... Mm -mm. My days are just throwing my shit on the table and being like, hey, let's play. Those are long gone. I'm too old for that bullshit. And I wasn't into it even when that was a thing. I'm sick of having like just empty, uncomfortable sex with somebody who doesn't know how to fuck his wet way out of a wet paper bag. And if we're wondering, I'm talking about my ex-husband. Although none of them were that great, but he really couldn't. It's hard to poke through something with the limp ice pick. And so, it's like whatever. I'm responsible for a lot of things, but giving somebody confidence that they lacking their entire life is not one of them can't do that i can't build you up to the point where you think you're a man now you got to feel like you're a man and he obviously didn't and he would say well you're intimidating me i'm intimidating you doing what laying here like just being all fucking sexy with you and shit that's intimidating okay why did you get married did you not think this was a part of it because he just figured you know once i'm married i can step up and do everything i want to do and then he realized he was a chicken shit and couldn't do it. Uh, scrappy. I'm amiable. To hell, Jacob Goldman go. Eat him. What the hell? Is it my eyes or are you just skipping letters and shit? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, sorry, so Jacob's post. Um, I'm an amiable introvert. Been outside my middle school. Wait, what? I'm so confused. I tell, I take L, theanine, theanine. I don't know what that means. Get some vitamin D, Shelly. You'll feel better. Yes, thank you. I'm well aware, Mike. I'm well aware that that does like a whole bunch of things to cure what ails you, but no. I'd rather wait for like what I want than, I don't know, just throw it around to get some temporary satisfaction. Because I know it won't last, and why bother? I don't want to play games with my life anymore. I want something solid. I want something worthwhile that if I have to retreat from the world, 
there's going to be somebody next to me going, you know what? I'll, I'll retreat with you. We'll be fine. We'll be fine because we're stronger together than we are apart. That's what I want in my life. I don't want somebody who's ready to run for the hills whenever the fuck it gets hard. No pun intended. <laughs> Rabbit, winning reality seems trustworthy and a genuinely good guy. And you know what? I've told him so many things, Rabbit, that would send most men running. No, 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 no. He's like, all right, hit me with it. Like He just, he goes, I can take it. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Come on. And so I do. I just, I blurt things out and he's just like, all right, we'll unpack this tonight then. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's, it's a good thing. But it's reciprocal with him. You know, like, he never... He never asked me for more than he's willing to do himself. You know, and it's rare when he asks me to do something. Usually I just volunteer or I just take over. And he's the type who will, he'll match me no matter what. He's not afraid to say, oh, she did this. I don't think I could do that. He's like, she did this. Here I come. <laughs> like, I'll show you. Because he's. He cares to be seen as he is he he wants people to see that he's got something to offer to the world and it took me a long time to see that because people kept trying to like you know make me think he was weird or whatever and i had to i had to consciously decide that i wasn't going to listen to anybody else i wasn't going to let anybody influence what I thought of him I was going to make him earn it once I did the clean slate thing and I went to him with an open mind and open heart and without any kind of prejudices or whatever but I took all my questions with me because I, I had questions because I'm me and of course I did I sat down with him and I said look this this is what I thought of you yeah, you know, you're a fucking weirdo, you're this, you're that, whatever. And he laughed at me. You know, he was a little upset, but he laughed at me. He's like, all right. We gotta, like, basically, like, I don't know what to do with that. And I was like, but I'm seeing different things. And he always remained cons consistent. You know, like, he didn't... He didn't blow hot and cold. He didn't do the, oh, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to do something different. Like he, he talked the talk and he walked the walk. And for me, that's huge. I mean, I don't know where, how it is where other people come from, but here, like when you say you're going to do something, you don't hem and haw and blame other people. If it doesn't get done, you either do it or you say, I fucked up. I didn't do it. And then you make up for it. He's that type of person. He will step up. And if he doesn't know how to do it, he'll try and then he'll figure it out and he'll try again and he'll try again because he's not a quitter and he doesn't allow me to be a quitter and he doesn't allow me to hide, which is something that I do. If things get too emotional, I go, oh yeah, I'm tired. As soon as that first person lets me go so I can go sleep, 
I will disappear for days. Sometimes I'll just disappear. I mean, in real life, that's what I did to them. Everybody's like, oh, you know, she's recovering. She's recovering. I'm still recovering because I haven't called any of them back. I don't answer their phone calls. I don't answer their texts. I don't respond to emails. I don't let them. I deleted most of my social media because I didn't want to talk to anybody anymore. They all knew where I was. They knew how bad I was. Only Booba came to visit me. So they can all go fuck themselves. Because whenever something happened for one of them, I was the first one there. With whatever they needed. So you're going to leave me dying by myself in a hospital. Which apparently people think I deserve. I find that funny. Yeah, I, I replay that moment over and over and over. Because it shows people's true colors. But you know, if you wish me dead, go ahead, wish me dead. I mean, it's in God's hands. He's not going to listen to your stupid ass. So I don't worry about it. Just remember, everything you put out there hovers over you. Like a big dark cloud. And eventually, that cloud, it's going to rain down on you. Not me. Uh, Mike said, Shelly, you sound like a decent woman. Get laid and you'll feel so much better. But I won't. I won't. Not, not just regularly get laid. I am not 20 anymore. Just scratching an itch is not what it's about for me. I could scratch my own itch. Thank you very much. They have toys for that. And I got all the toys. So I wouldn't, don't worry about me, Mike. I get plenty of uh, <clears throat> satisfaction. It's just, why let somebody else attempt to do it when you could do it yourself and save time? Oh my God, who asked me that the other day? We were talking about orgasms and doing it yourself. Oh, who were we talking about? Because they were talking about female anatomy and how like, Women are just so much better at it. And I was like, not for nothing. I don't, I don't want to like toot my own horn, but I could do it in less than 30 seconds because I know me. I know all my triggers. I can maximize the, <laughs> the amount of kink that I put into like 30 seconds and get the job done. A dude can't do that. A female can't do that. They're not in my head. Turn me on? Yes. Dear God, they could turn me on in a heartbeat. If they know how. It depends on how much I want them to. But no, in, in person, I just take care of myself for now. Fuck it. I, I don't have time to be, <laughs> to be messing with people who are still kicking tires. Like, I can't. That's uh, crappy. I just started taking that. Does it make your muscles stiff overnight? <laughs> it's really unpleasant. What muscles are we talking about? I'm just saying. It's crappy. I had a head start while hollering and getting to the highway. His mama got to him first. I think mamas care a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike said, I'm good, dear. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Jesus, you know, Mike, I swear to God, you write these things so that I... It's like you lull me into a false sense of security. 
And I'm just like, yeah, I could just say what he writes. And then I say it. And I'm like, oh, that's a clip. Um, Lady Awesome. Hey, did you all hear Taco Bell now has chicken nuggets? I'm sus. Not sure about it. <laughs> oh, fried butter is like a nice warm butter dough. Yeah, that's what it was. They look like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen like the Italian, the Zaples, Zeppelis, they call them. Um, that's what it is. It's just, it's deep fried, um, like pizza dough. That's kind of what it is. And then they're covered in confectioner sugar. I mean, they're just, they're putting a bag of confectioner sugar, shook around and then served. And they're so good. But yeah, those reminded me of that. I was just like, oh, I didn't get any staples this year. But then I forgot I made them. So it was fine. It's like funnel cake almost, but like in bowls and with a lot of butter. So yeah, those look so good to me. But I was like, oh God, they'd kill my stomach. Like I'd love to eat those at home. Because <laughs> I need to be as near to a bathroom as possible, just in case. Uh-huh, Amelia Sparkles. All right, guys, I have to go to a doctor's appointment. Good luck. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for another interesting morning. I know, I knew today was going to be all over the place because I got no sleep. I mean, less than three hours, that's not good. <laughs> You're lucky I'm coherent. Uh, Jacob, I'll be getting on the road, chat where I can. Well, we'll be around. Again, if I'm not here at 12 o'clock, I'm doing Gary's show. Um, I have no idea what he's going to ask me about today, but I'm there for it. Scrappy, I've been taking it for years, Amelia. Maybe why I'm so relaxed catching a dropping knife. <laughs> oh, God. All right, stay safe. Oh. Amelia, thanks for the insight on that and sorry for your loss. Yes, Scrappy, thank you for sharing and for being here and just hanging out and be one of the crew. We have different levels here. We have the crew, the family, I believe, and then the bosses. So. Um, Scrappy, I wasn't lying when I said I prayed. I'm doing it again, Jacob. No, you should pray. Pray whenever it strikes you, because obviously it's something that your soul was looking for. It's something that your soul needs. It's something that your mind needs. I pray at the weirdest times. I talk to God all day long. If you come around here more often, you're going to hear many of my streams. I'll be in the middle. And I'll be like, don't you do it. Don't. That was a joke. Because I'm looking at my ceiling, like talking about, like that was a joke. Don't do the whole here, hold my beer thing. Like, I don't need you to fuck with me right now. Just stop. It was a joke. Let it go. Because I have a very relaxed relationship with God. Everybody's like, oh, you can't talk to God like, well, why not? He made me. <laughs> he obviously knew this is what it's going to wind up like. But he don't mind. He, I'm sure that's one of the things, like, you know, that, um, what is that? Inside the actor studio where they ask those questions. And it's always like the same questions. And I mean, I I loved watching Johnny Depp's. I loved watching Robert Redford's, um, Daniel Radcliffe's, like all of them. Because these, Robin Williams, hysterical, 
hysterical answers, but so honest. And I'm like, one of them is when you get to heaven, what do you hope to hear God say? And I thought about it and I really do want to show up at the pearly gates and have Peter like give me the side eye like really you're you really think you're getting in I'm gonna be like yep yep show me where I did something so bad I deserve hell because if we're measuring like good and bad I did way more good in my life than bad way 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 more so I don't want to hear your mouth Peter like no let me in but my main thing is when I meet God like if or if Jesus comes to greet me I want them either one of them to look at me and be like Bitch, get in here. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? I want them to be exasperated, I, but I want them to be, you know, like lovingly exasperated. Like, you know, we didn't know what you were going to do, but you don't disappoint, do you? I just want them to know that I lived my life as well as I could, doing as well as I could, but I made mistakes. You know, I had misspeaks, I had missteps, I had miscommunication, I had a lot of misses, lots of misses. You know, hit or miss, very rarely was it a hit. And sometimes the miss the misses turned into like dodging a bullet, but or a knife or a sword, which I didn't dodge. Instead I just <laughs> just could you pull the sword out of my side, please? Thank you. Like, it's just mm. a lot of my stories. I look at them and I'm like, damn, girl. <laughs> Someday you do need to write these down, but I don't think they're as amusing written down. Like, I mean, I think you guys get into them because I get lost in the memory. You know, I take you back. I'll tell you the smell of something. I'll tell you what clothes they were wearing. All the setting and the dressing and whatever. But you don't hear that so much as you hear the emotion of the time. That's, I think, what sweeps you up. Because you all have something relatable to it. And either can't face it, don't want to face it, or don't want to do it alone. So if you see me doing it, it's, it's permission. You know, it's the, okay, girl, you're, you're good. You can do this. Go ahead. Go do it. If you cry, fuck it. If you get upset, fuck it. You'll get over it. But you're never going to get over it if you just leave it there. And that's what I tell anybody who wants to talk about it. Like, I'll sit and listen, but you don't really, you don't need me. You need somebody who you trust 100%. Somebody who's going to hold your hand. That was a bit of a rough patch for me with that this time. Until like everybody figured out where they needed to be and how they needed to be while I got to the bottom of what I was trying to unpack. You know, I had a beautiful chat that day. Everybody was there and y'all were so supportive and so loving. And I couldn't find that anywhere but here. I don't get that in real life because people are, they're busy, 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 or they're too, everybody's got hurt fucking feelings. And you know, oh, I'm busy running around. I'm doing this. I don't have time for you. 
but I'll see if I can get to it and then half-ass it. Like, if you don't want to do something, just tell me you don't want to do it. If you don't feel for me what I feel for you, then just tell me that and I'm done. It doesn't mean I'm going to run away. It's just I just cut that part right off. That's what this town is like. We love you, love you, love you, love you, love you until you just. You ask for too much. And give too little. That's when the, the slam door comes. And it's usually right after somebody has majorly insulted us. I'm pretty happy go lucky about things. I can forgive all the little things just as quickly as they happen. I usually forgive you before you even apologize for them. But the big stuff, the big stuff takes me a lot of time because I'm. I have to get behind my own walls, if that makes sense. You know, I have to get behind the walls I personally put up when I blamed myself for the action or the event when I decided to take responsibility for it myself when it wasn't my responsibility to take. The same way I raised my kids all by myself. I took on that responsibility of mother and father. And I probably did really, really badly because it was not meant for me to be the father. I don't have that skill. I also didn't have the best example of a father to grow up with. And the one that I did, I only had him for 10 years total. Age 3 to 13. Did he save my ass a bunch of times? Absolutely. Do I think I would be a decent person if he hadn't been in my life? No, I don't. I don't think I would have been decent at all. I think I would have been vicious and evil all the time. Because I wouldn't have had him to temper that ugliness, that need for, you know, drawn blood because I'm so hurt. It's not easy to be a trapped animal. It's really not. Especially when that's not your nature. You know, some some pups take to crate training one, two, three. And some will destroy their crate and themselves just to take those walls down. One day I'm one thing, another day I'm another. I'm another. You know, it's it depends on what I'm dealing with and who I'm dealing with. I love my chat. I don't I don't take the things that you guys say lightly. I really don't. And that's why like I was thinking about like Everybody's like, oh, your channel's going to blow up. I don't know that I want it to. Would I love the income? Absolutely. But I don't want to lose what I have with my chat. I don't want it to be where I can't keep up. So, like, I'm good where I'm at right now. You know, I'm monetized. It's fine. I don't, I don't care that much about the money. It's great because you know, <laughs> I'm a broke bitch. And I'm always trying to help somebody else out. So it's like, all I'm doing is cycling money through. I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to change the subject. Let's, let's see what else. 
my chat said. Uh, Scrappy said Amelia. <laughs> Crap, still can't get it right. Amalia, just give up. Sometimes I just, if I can't get a typo to go through the right way, I'll type it again and again. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm done. No, I don't want to play. <laughs> the person on the side just like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, I don't want to play. I don't want to play anymore. Like, this is not my day. Words are hard. Uh, uh, rabbit, I'm forcing myself to not disappear right now. You know what, Rabbit? Me too. So I feel you because I just want to crawl into a hole and cry myself to sleep and not have to be anything to anybody and not need anybody and not hurt. I just don't want to hurt anymore. I don't want. You're, you're going through something similar, but yet vastly different because of the relationship aspect. But I, for the first time in my life, I am giving everything I have. And I am willing and unable to stop myself from giving my entire heart to somebody. And that's terrifying for somebody like me because I know that it's not going to happen the other way. You know, it's no matter how amazing this person can be, I can't see it panning out in my favor. And knowing that, or at least thinking I know that, makes me want to run as far and as fast as I can. I want to disappear. I want to, I want to blow everything up, burn every bridge, so that I can't come back. But I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Because without this, without the people that I love, without the people I've come to trust, I, I don't think I'd make it, especially now that my son has entered the whole I hate my mother stage. Yeah, it's like great. I'm a burden, and he wants to know why he should have to do things for me. Yeah. Oh, gee, I don't know. Well, it's inconvenient. You're like I don't want to say, but like raising baby by yourself—that's fucking inconvenient. Sleeping two hours a night for like six years—that's a little inconvenient. Having a child that wakes up every hour, an hour and a half, two hours until they're six. <laughs> See a pattern? Like, yeah, that's inconvenient. Would I undo any of it? Nope. Would I redo it all? Do it all again the exact same if I had to? Just to make sure that it exists now? I absolutely would. I'm sorry, I'm trying to make my, my flavored water. I love my son more than anything in this world, but he was not an easy child. So when he turns around and tells me things like, I don't have to do that for you. Like, you know, what are you doing for me? What do I get out of it? I gave you life, you little fucker. I literally, I didn't just give you your life. I gave you mine because I didn't want to be 
the hoochie mama that goes to the club every fucking night. I could have. It's where my friends went. Everybody was going out. They were going out drinking, doing drugs, doing this, doing that. I could have been a slam hoe. Like, no problem. I have so many hoe friends. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I have no problem seducing a man or a woman. Face-to-face, online, on the phone, doesn't matter. It's a gift, motherfucker. But I didn't want to do that. I was beyond that point when I had my son. So I just dedicated my entire life to him and Katie. That's why I haven't pursued a relationship in over 20 years. It wasn't the hurt. I mean, I'm sure that was part of it because, you know, hurt just hmm, hurt and fear. Those are those are constants in my life. I'm trying to fix this damn pillow. I'm sorry. The zipper in the pillow, it's like a throw pillow. It keeps poking me in the shoulder and it hurts. And every time I go to like push it down, it goes flat. And then I'd sit and the pillow like the pillow plumps up. Yeah, that's right. It didn't sound right in my head. And then the zipper pops up and it stabs me again. And it's just frustrating. It's also really hot in this apartment. Because apparently it's going to get hot again this week. And I'm like, really? You know how it does. It's that last little burst of warmth right before the fucking fall really hits. Before that like really cold air comes in. And it's usually right before Halloween. My son used to say, you know, God makes it warm around Halloween so we don't have to cover our costumes with coats. Listen, it's as good a logic as any other. It's like, it's like, all right, if you want to think that God wants you parading around as a little, you know, like Batman or, well, I mean, to be fair, he picked Superman a lot. Connor always loved to dress up as Superman, but that's because I called him my Superman from when he was little. Anyway, this was because of Rabbit and saying that she doesn't, you know, she she's forcing herself not to disappear. Yeah, I get it. I do. It hurts. It hurts to be around people and to have to engage. Sometimes I I get so I get so low that I can't speak out loud. I just can't. I'm so uncomfortable this morning. That's what happens when you don't sleep. Um, it takes everything I have to even say hello to somebody, let alone do the, oh my God, hi, like with any genuine enthusiasm. Because when I say hello to people, I want it to be genuine. I want them to feel that I'm thrilled to see them. Because I do. I get happy when I when I meet people. Especially people I know, people that are equally enthusiastic. It's just. When I'm that low, I'll lurk in chats. And I'll sit there and feel worse. I've been doing that lately. Because it, I don't know, it. I'm trying not to be all hormonally emotional now, but it ain't going to happen. So the tears are going to happen, guys, whether we want them to or not. Um, 
I've been sitting in, in certain chats like the expert and I'm watching people and I'm, you know, apparently like my son said, we have fruit flies, which means somebody threw out a piece of either meat or fruit and didn't uh, bother to tell me. And now it's in the kitchen and we have fruit flies. So that's just lovely. That means I have to take care of it, which I hate doing because I suck. I will sit there in that kitchen with the spatula and just whack them over and over and over and over. I don't give a crap. I will have little red specks on my white cabinets. And then when I'm done, I'll clean all the cabinets. But those fuckers are going to die. I hate fruit flies. What were they saying? I squirreled so hard. Scrappy said, if I'm with you, just tell me what to do. I mean, there's, there's like that. Mike said, no, God don't like ugly and it will catch up with them. I like to believe that. I really do. I really do, Mike. I hope that people that lie about me and talk shit about me, that it comes back to haunt them at some point. You know, I mean, these are people that forget they have daughters. You want to talk shit about girls? Go ahead. Somebody's going to do it to your kid. I don't wish it on them, but that's the way the world works. You transgress in this way. Okay, I'm going to take something you love and do it to them. Now let's see if you learned your lesson. Useless info. Funnel cake was invented at the Texas State Fair, too. Thank God I didn't grow up in Texas, because, Lord, you'll have some amazing food. I can't. First of all, the barbecue by itself would have killed me. It would have been like a, every meal. Between ribs and pulled pork and whatever the hell you guys got going. Oh, no. See, that's my worry about moving to Tennessee because the food, Jesus, oh. When we went, Daddy just, oh, my God, have you ever had food this good? My mother was just staring at him like, I hate you. Because <laughs> she couldn't cook like that. <laughs> it's one of the other things I'm pissed about. Like, he didn't get to see me grown up and he didn't get to taste my cooking. Because daddy would have been like, oh, shit, look at you being an actual, like, you know, actual facts cook. I'm so proud. Because God knows that skipped a generation with my mother. Ugh, her with the damn Hasbrook surprise. Blech. I can't. Mm -mm. And in case you're wondering, yeah, daddy's name was Hasbrook. Which I always thought was funny because I live right by Hasbrook Heights. And every time we drive past it when I was little, I'd be like, look, Daddy, it's your name. And he'd be like, yep, sure is. Spelled the same, too. See, now you know how to spell it. Be like, yep. Uh, funnel cake is delicious, though. It really is. I, it's, mm -mm. Funnel cake and cotton candy, those are my fair weaknesses. I don't care about anything else. I really don't. My cat is looking at me like, how dare you? How dare I what? You're giving me the evil eye. I felt it going through me like lasers. Go away. Uh, Scrappy. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. Less than four every time. Dad and I have that problem. Sleep. So 
for something to six something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about the good to bad ratio. Just flip and keep on the path, which means following Jesus, the marathon. And it is a marathon. See, people always come, they confused me being not one with the church, with me being um, non-religious or non-spiritual. I have a very close relationship with God. With God and Jesus. Me and Mary, not so much. She was more when I was younger and, you know, I preferred talking to women, believe it or not. But then I got older and I realized that it, it wasn't the, the females that I wanted to talk to. It was the males that I needed to connect with because that's what I was missing in my life. I was missing good men in my life. And I was like, well, you don't have any examples. Sure, I do. Tons of good examples. They're just not alive anymore. I don't have, I didn't have the dad that, you know, made sure I knew what I was worth. You know, I was too young when it came to daddy and he left too soon. My father made sure to, you know, break down everything I thought about myself. And my mother's latest husband never gave a shit. He was just happy to be rid of me. Oh, look, she's 16. Throw her out. Yeah, throw her out. Take all the shit, throw her out. But keep her father's furniture so I could let my kids demolish it. I mean, that really... <laughs> anyway, a lot of growling today. Today's the growling day. Um, You know, speaking of all that comes after this life, my buddy sent me something last night that ended with, if I get to hell first, I'll save you a seat next to me. And it was oddly sweet for him. Aw, I think he was in his fields after dropping off his son. He did his birthday stuff over the weekend, but he's spending his actual birthday today without his boy. Yeah, that, that's hard. It really is. It's very, very difficult. I thank God that my kids were always with me, both on my birthday and on theirs. You know, because that was, we might not do anything huge or whatever, but we'll have a cake. Usually one I'll make. Although this year we had ice cream cake, which was amazing. I didn't have to bake it. I didn't have to do anything. They got what they wanted. I had a nice, you know, treat out of the ordinary. It was wonderful. Um, but that was about it. <laughs> and I remember if it was this year or the year before. This year's birthday was kind of a blur to me. Because that was right before I went to the hospital. Like, we had my birthday party, like, three days four days before i went to the hospital and almost died you know so it was like eh. so pretty much you take like january february march that was when i got like majorly sick i had started with you know like the major brain deterioration uh, from the lyme disease bacteria that's always fun um they put me on so many meds that were not good for me. And I was sleep deprived and I was just, oh, I was so beat up. I should not have been allowed to interact with people at that point because I had no idea what was going on. I, and I didn't give a fuck either. Every day was like, oh, what are we playing at today? 
And it just gave people a lot of license to make things up about me. And then especially when I came out. When I came out of the hospital was when I was really meted up. Anybody who listened to the hospital streams, Jesus, I would just gibberish. It was like, if you ever watched brain surgery and they tell the person they're doing the brain surgery on to speak and like to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and they're like, I pledge allegiance to the, and like they'll touch something they're not supposed to. And all of a sudden the person can't talk or they're talking faster or they're talking complete gibberish, just random fucking words. And they're thinking that they're saying what they want to say. That was my problem. Like it was so bad when I came home because I would say one thing and my brain is telling me, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop saying that. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I'd be talking about chickens in court and weird shit. (laughs) And I was awake. I was awake and talking about it. If I'm asleep, that's one thing. But awake and talking about chickens in court is a little, it's a little bizarre. But I was very different. I was very confused. I was very out of control. And I was in a not good place. I was in a very toxic place surrounded by toxic people. And I just had to get out. It's what I've been doing for the last two years is getting out of places that are not good for me and heading more toward the peace of mind that I require. So every time I end a relationship with somebody, yeah, when I say relationship, I mean like anything, like a friendship, acquaintance, whatever business partnership because i did have quite a few of those um tutoring is a thing and you need a network otherwise you're just going to tutor the same kid over and over and over and no i needed a lot of kids so i mean there are people that i just walked away from because i just couldn't i couldn't put out any more energy for them i'd reached my limit and i knew that they weren't going to change and i knew they were never going to be who they wanted to be or who I wanted them to be, you know, who I saw the potential in them to be. And that forced me to turn around and be like, okay, you can't love people for who you think they're going to be. You have to see them for who they are. They're telling you who they are. You're not listening. And once I learned how to listen, For that, I was cutting people off left and right. And I gave no fucks. No fucks whatsoever. I fought in that hospital for my life. I told them, I don't care what medicine you give me. I don't care how painful it is. We're going to do this because I'm not leaving. I'm not done yet. And my doctor was so happy to see me have fight back because I had none. I was just laying in that bed going, fuck it. If I die, I die. Who cares? Obviously, my family didn't. And it's not because I deserve to die or I'm a horrible person. It's because they suck. But you can't convince people who want to be convinced of the other. And I'm done trying. I'm done trying. It doesn't matter. In the long run, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter. 
Uh, I think you're saying lady. Awesome. I'm just in a dark place emotionally. When I'm hurting, I shut out the world. And you know that we're here for you, Rabbit. No matter what you can say or do as little as you want. You could interact as little as you want. And you could just hang out. As long as I know you're okay where you're at, I'm good. Because like I said, we, we worry about you. We love you. Uh, Jacob pays his son's birthday to clarify. No, I understood that. So wait, Scrappy said, been shot, shot. At, I know I'm way behind in chat. All right. You just learn to live with my shortcomings. I've been shot, shot at, stabbed, cut, beaten, puked on, waterborne CPR. Oh, okay. Don't care. Can't lie. It'll pull you down. Can't let it pull you down. No, you can't. I mean, you can, but that's not a very productive way to live. Um, when I talk about all that kind of stuff, it's very difficult for me. I've spent my whole life being told, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. We don't want to hear it. Nobody cares. Hell, in the hospital, the only thing that most people heard my mother say when I said something, she said, I don't care, Michelle, I don't want to hear it. That was it. <laughs> that was the extent of what they heard because that was the extent of what she said. She was very direct about it. She was too close to her house to mince words with me. Oh, I have to get home. My husband, my husband. Why don't you get along with my husband? Because you friggin' do that shit. Because you think your husband, your husband, your husband. Fuck my only daughter. Fuck my only child. I don't care. Let her die. I didn't say that. No, but that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. I even cornered her. I was like, did you ever know me to not be with my kids when they were sick in the hospital? Ever? I mean, it was a fight to get me to leave to go take a shower. And even then, I would just run to my grandmother's house, you know, do it, and then come back. And I would never leave them alone. It was always with someone that I trusted. Because fuck those doctors. But yeah, I didn't... I didn't just abandon them. That's all she's ever done. And then I come on here and I meet people like Rabbit and like Lady Awesome. And these are mothers. Like these are like tough ladies and yet so sweet and so genuine that you don't, you don't even see how tough they are anymore. It doesn't matter how tough they are because you would never disrespect them because they are deserving of respect in your eyes. They earn it quick as hell. For some reason, I don't earn it through merit, which is weird. Like, people have a hard time, like, giving me credit for shit. And that's fine, because if you're not going to give me the respect that I've earned, I'm just going to take it. Or I'm going to walk the fuck away, and you're going to mean nothing. You'll be the one assed out. I joke. You can treat me like a joke, and I'll leave you like it's funny. That is not a joke to me. Like, if you treat me like I'm nothing to you, then go right ahead and let me be nothing. 
when I'm gone, see how much nothing gets you. How much you miss nothing. But once I leave, I don't come back. I don't. If it's a knee-jerk reaction, yeah, I might have to change my mind. But if it's something I thought about and I put it into motion and didn't tell anybody, because that's how it'll happen. I'll just, I'll just, poof, be gone one day. No time soon that I know of, but I can imagine that's the way it's going to go. Just be just disappearing. That's my happy place, Rabbit. When I... I, well, not anymore. It used to be my happy place, but I used to like to find a dark, um, confined space. And I would curl up into a ball and I would just cry and cry and cry. I would cry tears coming from the very marrow in my bones. I can't do that anymore. I can't hide like that. And all that did was serve everybody else because then they got to see where they hurt me. They got to see the weak spots and then exploit them further. Now I put all everything on here. Good luck exploiting me. I figure the more you guys know about me, the less people can use it against me. Because I really have no shame about my life. I did. God, I had so much shame. But that was shame given to me by other people. That was never anything that I picked up on my own. Yeah, you know, as I got older, yeah, maybe. But as a kid, no, I didn't know what shame was. I didn't know, like, somebody could just look at you and see you do something or see something be done to you and turn around and flip it on you. That wasn't fair. You know, as a little kid, you grow up. Well, it's not fair. I want everything to be fair. You're not being fair. It's a huge thing. You're not listening to me. That's another huge thing. Mom, I told you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You don't listen. That was a constant statement in my house. Oh, my God. Ma, could you please stop talking so you can listen to me? Please. No, but I'm telling you, you're telling me how my life is? No. Like, just sit down, relax, and then you can make it about you later. That's a narcissist. Everything is about her. Everything. Oh, my God, you fell and broke your leg? Oh, this is going to ruin my entire day. Thanks a lot, Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I did that on purpose? <laughs> and that's just an example. But like, come on, give me a little fucking bit of a break. It's not all my fault. In relationships, there's never one party that's always at fault. There's one party that carries the lion's share of the blame. And rightfully so, usually. But I think the blame has to go around completely. Everybody's got to get a piece of it. I talked about this the other day, you know, in a narcissism stream. What you put out there comes back to you. What other people do to you doesn't determine who you are. It determines who they are. How you respond to that. That 
is your character. And some people are hotheads. I'm a hothead. But because I know somebody who's an even bigger fucking hothead, I have to keep my happy ass calm. <laughs> Be calm. Be ready with the joke. You know, just keep focused on you. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Don't do this. You know. And it's nice to have somebody who listens. Who, when I say I know you're mad, I know, I know you want to go out and do whatever. But please, just think it through. I'm not telling you what to do. But please think it through. Think of what that can lead to. Uh, oh, rabbit, I hate to hear that. Sometimes I feel better. If I watch a sad movie, get the cry out and feel better. I don't know if that would help. However, sending you loving energy. Oh, you're so sweet. That was Lady Awesome to Rabbit. I know I'm squirreling all over. Let me see if I can get through these, these chat because otherwise I'm never going to. Rabbit, he will take you out when he decides so you have free will. Yes. Listen, God does does not care if you have plans or not. If it's your time, it's your time. I I tend to think, like, I had to think a lot when daddy died because he was 34 when he died, right? I'd only had him in my life 10 years. So you figure there's this 24-year-old dude signing up to be, you know, provider and protector for a, you know, newly divorced woman and her very young child people now would turn around and be like oh oh what if he has like nefarious like yeah no that he was just a damn good man stop trying to paint good men as all these like you know peoples like just stop stop giving those type of men the shitty ones the power to get into your life and make you look horrible in front of your kids i made sure that i didn't parade guys or girls in front of my kids i never have if i introduced them to somebody it's somebody that i was planning to be with for a very long time and rules were established and discussions were had because i wasn't marrying most of these you know guys they were just guys i knew like my daughter had a great relationship with tommy because he was one of my best friends. You know, she had a great relationship with Billy because he thought we would get married and he would be her stepdad. And so, you know, he loved her completely and it broke him. And then it broke us. So that wouldn't have, he couldn't stand up to the test of time with me. Yeah, you know, Miguel, Eddie, all good men per se but when put into the arena with me for some reason they all take a step back and go she's got it what no i don't want it y'all know i don't want it like i want you to do it but none of them were ever fucking man enough to step up and none of them had the courage to go against me even though I never did anything really to them, they were the abusive ones, but they were always afraid to like open their mouth and go up against me. 
And I guess in the whole Me Too thing, I could see that happening. But I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to cops for shit. If I'm going to handle it, I'm going to handle it on my own. And my way is with words. I'll get you with your words. I'll get you with my words. I don't need to raise a hand. But saying it makes me feel better sometimes. Saying it gives me a little rush of power when I'm feeling completely powerless. Like when I talked about my father. I had to break that down into nothing but just sounds. Just a bunch of phenomes just roaming around on their own. But that it helped me take that memory and dilute it. So it was no longer potent to me. It couldn't just take me down. I'm squirting a lot, I know. I'll eventually get a grip and just understand that when my great-granddaughter has to pass away so young. So like I was saying, with my dad, with daddy, I felt like he was such a good man and he did so much to save me and my mother and everything else. Might cry if you need to cry, Shelly. Oh, don't worry. It's it's <laughs> it's there. It's there. Hey, Mimsy. I know I'm way behind. It's like I'm up to 10:30, so I'm 23 minutes behind. Whatever. Live and learn. Live and learn. Some mornings I'm slow. It's a Monday. Everybody can have a little grace when it comes to that. Anyway, Rabbit, when it came to Daddy, I mean, that man hung the moon for me. It didn't get better than he did. I have actively sought men that reminded me of him, like morally and like ethically, even with the, the force of presence. Like he, he didn't ask permission. He just went ahead and did shit. He made decisions. He didn't give a fuck. Would he talk about them with my mother? Sure. Did my opinion matter? Nope. You're a kid. Shush, sit down. If I want to know about where we're going on vacation, I'll ask you. Other than that, no. Stay out of the business because this is not for kids. Go enjoy your life. Go play with something. Go play with the hamster. Go next door. Play basketball. Do something. Have some fun. This is not the shit you need to worry about. He took on so much. I mean, you think I'm extra? Have you met my mother? Lord. He'd never had to deal with death before. And at that point, he was so close to my family. So like my mom and on, you know, we call her mom and on on 10th Street. She's the one that lives the furthest away. And by that, I mean five blocks. So it's like, <laughs> it's not like she wasn't right across the street. She was five blocks away. It was like, oh, my God, such a trek. And he adored her. Oh, my God. She didn't speak a lick of English. And yet they got along so well. And when she passed away, I I'd never seen him vulnerable like that. And it really, it bothered him for months. It bothered him. You know, and then somebody else would die. And somebody else would die. And somebody else would die. And he would carry each one of those with him like it was his fault. And I didn't understand it at the time because that's just who he was. 
Yeah, he was a volunteer fireman. His thing was jumping into a burning building and saving people. So it was like, all right, this is what I do for a living. It's so dangerous. Why can't I do the non-dangerous stuff? What keeps getting in my way? Well, life gets in the way. It does. It's hard to be everything to everybody and have nobody be anything to you. You know, like surface level flattery don't do shit for me. It really don't. In fact, it pisses me off quite a bit. I know when people are being sincere and I know when they're just doing it to play a game. And I hate those people. It bothers me. Oh, it bothers me. But yeah, no, Rabbit, it... I, I was very resentful when I lost him because it was... I, I'm... I'm trying to escape a monster. I finally got away from my monster and then daddy dies and all I could think was he's gone. Who would I call if the monster comes back? Because nobody there has my back. Nobody there cares that I'm out on this limb. So yeah, I mean, it's very, very difficult to wrap your head around when they're young. But with daddy, what I figured out was much like with, I don't know if you've ever seen the memes about the dogs that it's like, you know, why, why did we only have this dog for so long? It's not fair. And the kid is the one that pipes up and says, well, because they're not like us, it doesn't take them a lifetime to become themselves and make people happy. They're just born that way. That's what they do. So they don't have to spend as much time down here because they're so good that they're, they fulfill their purpose. They don't need as many years as we do. Like they're genuine. We're fuck ups basically. And that's what I look at as far as when the young pass, they serve the purpose. You don't know what the purpose is and you can be as resentful and mad as you want. You are entitled to it. But at some point you got to give it back up to God and be like, you know what? You did this for a reason. I'm going to wait a little while. I hope you reveal this reason to me soon. And like I said, God always answers your prayers. It's just sometimes he tells you, you know, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. You're going to wait. It's going to be on my schedule. Don't you take that tone with me, Missy. Every time I yawn and stretch, I wind up sliding down in this goddamn recliner. And it's like, really? Can I just sit up? But then my feet don't touch the floor, so I have to pick my whole body up with my arms. Like, I have to lean on my hands and, like, swivel up and then back and then drop. It's like, all right, whatever. It's fun the first couple times, and then as the day wears on, it's like, can I just sit in a regular chair? But I can't because I don't own any regular chairs anymore. There's no room. But yeah, I tend to think that when people die younger or when we lose them younger, it's because they were just meant to be this bright flashing force in your life rather than a constant, you know, like um, guiding light. They were meant to have an impact and they probably did. And they probably gave you something that you didn't even know you needed. 
but that's how I look at uh, when they're young. Because you had to have done exactly what God wanted you to do and done it well and early to leave like that. I don't know if you realize I'm not really a big believer in hell. I'm really not. That's the way they portray it. I don't think it's full of just everyday ordinary people. I think it's saved for the truly heinous, the truly dark and evil ones that's out there. And I don't think I'm going to hell because people can bitch and moan about me all they want. They know I'm a good person. They know good goddamn well. Um, sometimes we aren't meant to understand. It's true. I don't have the answer sometimes. Um, we aren't meant to understand the why. And one day we will understand. Like I said, I have a ton of questions for God. I cannot wait. I will wait because I'd like to live the, you know, the remainder of my life out. But however long or short that might be. But when I meet him, I have questions. So many questions. So, so many questions. Like, why hairless cats? I don't understand why they make hairless cats. They're ugly. They're smelly. They, it's like rubbing a feathered, unfeathered chicken or whatever. A plucked chicken. There you go. That's still alive. It's just weird. Anyway. But I have tons of questions. From frivolous to absolutely dead serious. I figure, hell, once I'm there, we're going to have an eternity. He, he's got the time. Jacob, uh, at least we were able to give the kiddo a good weekend. His mother didn't bring him over for my daughter's birthday. And there'll be hell to pay for that. So we let the kids have the whole weekend. That's very sweet. Together, they had his nine. He had his son nine days after we had our daughter. And he and I grew up together. So naturally, we're really close. Yeah. Um, Mimsy, understandable, Shelly, it's hard to be your own advocate when in that condition fighting for life. It is. It's very difficult, and it's very hard to keep everything straight. No pun intended. But I, there's so much time that I can't account for. And I hate that because I'm like, was I sleeping? Was I whatever? Apparently, most of it, I was sleeping because that's all I did. Because that's all I had the energy to do. <sighs> Hell, I'd like to go into the hospital right now, get my legs worked on, and take a nap. Um, wife doesn't listen most times. That's part of communication she's used to. And she's used to what? She's going to be rich when I go. Oh, but life insurance when income was way high. And she's a chemist. Nice. Very nice. My aunt that passed away a couple years ago was a chemist. God, I loved her. She was so wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who don't listen. I didn't listen for the longest time. And I didn't realize I wasn't listening. Just because I heard them didn't mean I was listening. Like, <laughs> that's why sometimes I'm like, winning will be talking and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. No, I went somewhere else. Can you go back, like, I don't know, like a paragraph or two? Because <laughs> I miss all that. And he's, he gets so frustrated with me, but he'll still go back and he'll say it. Because it was something important for me to hear, and I just, I was in my own little world. Uh, 
Scrappy, sorry I stepped away. My parents wouldn't argue in front of us. Um, wouldn't discipline us in front of anybody. Dogs have spirits, same as us. We have souls also. Dogs don't have that. They're not C-words. We are. Okay. I don't, I don't know about animals having souls. I never really thought about it. Um, I guess it's... Ugh. I've never met any ghostly animals. <laughs> like, my animals don't come back to like be like, hey, I miss you, except for Sheba. And I, I've never seen her. But I'll be laying in bed and I'll have the blanket on. And all of a sudden, I feel exactly as she used to. She will walk up the side of the mattress, like alongside my legs, until she reaches my butt. And then she'll jump on my butt and go to sleep. That's what she likes. She always liked that. And I can still feel her do that. It'll wake me up some nights. Because I'm like, who's walking up? I feel you, Sheebs. I feel you. Go ahead, settle in, but then you got to be gone by morning because mama got shit to do. But I do. I feel her walking up the mattress from my feet toward my hip area. And I thought it was just me. And then Connor one day, he was like, can I ask you a question? What? At night, do you sometimes feel Sheba like walk like next to your whole body until she reaches your face. I'm like, she doesn't usually make it to my face. She goes right to my ass and lays down. He's like, oh, that's because you sleep on your stomach. She, he was like, no, but like when I sleep, I always had a space for her. He was like, and like lately I feel her walking up the mattress to that space and curling up next to me. He's like, and it's almost like I can feel her. And he's like, do you really think she's there? Of course I do. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? Um, he'll tell you if you get in. Dogs have spirits. Some of us, some have souls also. Dogs don't have that. They're not stewards. I mean, they're not vessels. Uh, this past March, I was given six months to live, Mimsy. But I'm still here, so today is a good day. You and me both, baby, you and me both. You are very inspirational. You're very sweet. I know you have a lot of physical ailments that, you know, are painful for you and everything. But you are, you are a very generous of spirit person. And I, I just need more of that in my life. Um, glad to hear you beat such a morbid prognosis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mims has been through it. I'm not going to tell her her details or anything, but she's been through it and she's still with a smile on her face and a warm heart. And guys, I just don't know. Getting back to the whole tough thing, I don't know if that's me. I, I just, I don't. I've never had to do soft. Yeah. Do I know that I'm soft-hearted? Yeah, I'm about as soft-hearted as I am soft-headed sometimes. However, 
I didn't always see it as a bad thing. You know, I thought being soft was good as long as I could save that for the people that deserved it. But one, I'm very bad at figuring out who deserves it. And two, they usually prove me wrong somewhere along the line anyway. I don't want to be tough. I don't. And now this blame game thing that they do, this constant finger pointing, it's not about them blaming one person anymore. They're blaming groups of people. 40 and 50 years after the fact. Shut up. Like, oh, it's just, it's always weighed me down. 40 fucking 50 years. Yeah, I would think it might have something to do with your life. Like, your life must be screwed. Oh, no, I live a good life, actually. Then don't come here telling me you're bullshit. You ain't getting no reparations. Like, I don't. Slavery was supposed to be abolished. All it did was change location. That's all it did. It went away for a little while. You know, they were like, oh, everybody's going to be good here. We're going to have carpet baggers and, you know, one quarter acre and a mule and shit like that. If you vote for this person, such and such. That's how they used to get your votes. They promised you shit and they delivered on it. But it was also crap. Like, that's how they created shanty towns and shit. And I can tell you, that was not Republicans. Those were Democrats. The New Deal, Democrat. You know, I brought something up about Big Pharma yesterday, and I said, it, we know that there's no money in cures for things. That the money is in the treatment. What if the FDA or whatever approves things now allegedly because they want to keep us disabled. They want to keep us sick, sick enough that we can't work in a normal, you know, environment. So what if they're pushing us toward the social security and away from unemployment? Because if they cure everybody and everybody goes back to the workforce, there aren't enough jobs anymore. There just aren't. You need skilled laborers and stuff. People don't do that anymore. Can't even have kids as like beggars because you got freaking old people and like Karens and whatever online giving them shit. Like just because you spent money here doesn't mean you own the employees. Stop talking to my employees and being a jerk and get the fuck out. Just get out. That's why I told, you know, I told Winning that I wanted to do like all the trauma thing. And I was like, I just, I want you there. Even my shrink thinks, you know, that, and I didn't articulate it well. I was like, my shrink thinks that you should be there. And he was like, why me? Because, and I wanted to tell him because you're the one I trust most in this world. But I couldn't get the words out because I was, I was too wrapped up in what I was trying to tell him. Like, instead of the words that I was delivering, there was another message way behind it that, of course, God damn it, you're not psychic. How did not you not pick up on that? I do that shit all the time. I mean, I apologize, but I still, I do that shit all the time. 
Anyway, I'm I'm rambling. I don't want to. I got to get ready for Gary's show, which hopefully will. <laughs> hopefully that'll be lively. But I, I did just want to say, you know, like. I don't want to blame anybody, but if you're going to blame me. I'll be damned. I'm not going to be the only one out there being responsible for what I say and do. Y'all know me. If I say it, I'll say I said it. If you're offended, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Did you die? Bunch of fucking snowflakes. Everybody's so easily offended. (sighs) This was oddly cathartic because I really needed to get a lot of this out. And I really do want you guys like write in the comics, the comics, the comments about the tough thing. Because I would love to be softer. I just don't know how anymore. I am so used to being the head of my household. How do I, how do I step back from that? How do I show that I need, not just that I want, that I need, you know, personal time. I don't need material stuff. That means shit to me. You hold me for 10 minutes and just whisper everything's going to be right. And that's priceless to me. I don't give a shit about anything else. Holding me is dangerous, though. I want it. I want it so bad. And I want to run from it. I want to run from it because it's going to hurt. I know it will. Or at least I believe it will. I don't know it will. I believe it will. And you know what they say about beliefs. They're very hard to undo. Uh, It's that time of year. The veil is thin. It really is. And they're all over the damn place. Uh, Scrappy, I didn't say they have souls. We have soul and spirit. Animals only have spirits. Read Genesis. Yes. Absolutely. Um, And that's why we call them like our spirit animals or whatever. My spirit animal is a um, badger. No, he's an otter named Badger. Okay. That's how like even my spirit animal is a sarcastic little shit. Okay. And because he's a manifestation of something that exists forever now in my psychic um, areas in my brain. He's always going to be a sarcastic little fucking otter named Badger. Because why not? But I tell you, when I have the most horrible dreams, I'll dream of those two little otters just holding hands as they sleep going downstream. And they hold hands just so they're never parted. I think that's beautiful. What else is there to look for in life? I mean... That's all I want. I just want somebody to float down the river with me and relax and don't let go. Just don't let go of my hand. Don't leave me on my own. I've spent way too much of my life on my own. Running around, taking care of everybody all the time. 
I was fully prepared to die in that hospital when I first got there because who cared? Nobody. People only cared about me as far as I was useful to them. That's a theme in my life. I've learned to be useful to everyone. Because otherwise I have no purpose in their life. They don't want me there. I guess I'm not worthy. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not worth loving. I go out on that limb. And I'm always out there by myself. When it comes to. Admitting things. When it comes to owning my feelings. It doesn't matter if. Their feelings of friendship. It doesn't matter if they're just pure lusty feelings. It doesn't matter if they grew out of loneliness, insanity, um, or if they grew organically over time. And if they became something that I wasn't expecting, I wasn't prepared for. And I'll deal with it. I will. But it takes a lot of courage to tell people how you truly feel about them. And I don't leave things up to chance. I don't leave things ambiguous. I'm an English major. Like, that's no, I don't want you to interpret my words. You're going to listen to what I'm telling you. Because I'm not fucking around. And that's it. But apparently I, I did that a couple times. I left things open to interpretation. And they bit me in the ass. Because I just didn't think they were important enough to address. I mean, usually people understand the obvious, you know, lies or whatever. But, oh, God. That's, here's number three for today. These hormones are kicking my ass. <sighs> Mimsy said, thanks, Jacob. I've run out of options with advanced cancer, but I'm fighting. I love surrounding myself with good people like Shelly and all. Oh, Mims, stop. See, you just sent me right I hate, I hate thinking about losing people. You're just this little, <laughs> you're my little mouse. I mean, you just, I don't know, you're a little elephant and a mouse and all these different things. Because I look at your icon at your avatar and it's so far away because it's so small. I can't make it out and I won't make it bigger. Because yours, I interpret different every freaking time I see it. You've been a elephant mouse. You've been a um, 
a fidget spinner. You've been all these different things because it's just so cute to look next to your name and think all these different little fucking things. Uh, cake or death? I thought she was a little muppet. I and she has two cakes with like blurriness around it. To me, those look like two eyes with like really baggy skin underneath, like just a very tired monster. I didn't know that they were cakes for like six months. That's how number one bad my eyesight is now, and two how little I give a shit about icons that are way away that I can't make bigger like on command. <sighs> You took me by surprise, dear Mims. Good people like Shelly. That that is that has not been the consensus most of my life. And yet you guys make me believe it, at least when I'm here with you. The dangerous times is when I'm off on my own and my mind gets to uh it gets to turn into like word soup. And it's just swirling around in my brain and everything's just nobody loves you. Nobody will ever love you. You're not worth it. You're you're a piece of shit. You're low value. You're though this. Nobody's going to want you. Your life is over. Why don't you just turn it in? That's constant in my head. I fight that 24 seven. with or without the anti-anxieties and the antidepressants. Just because I've been programmed since I was little to just not put any value in myself. Nobody else did. So why would I? They taught me I was worth nothing. And then I come here and I make such an ass out of myself for you guys. And I ramble and I don't get how you still listen. I really don't. But then I get attached and I wish, oh God, I wish I could take your pain. All of you. I would. I totally would. Because I'm used to pain. Pain is something I know. You know, I can... I can take it. I just can't take seeing it in other people. I don't like being helpless to help you. There's nothing I can do except you know, tell you that you matter, that, that we love you and we're here. I'm here. I love you. I don't know what else to do. I'm not good at it. I'm just used to. In real life, I'd just open my arms and that'd be it. Nobody rejects a hug from me because you, <laughs> you look at it and it's just like, I'm like, come on. Because when I hug, I hug with my whole self. I don't just do that little squeeze and then let go. No, you're going to feel everything I feel for you and you're going to feel better for it. Because my love language is touch. When I hold you or I hug you or I, you know, I sit next to you and even just pat your hand. 
you're going to feel exactly how I feel about you and you'll, you'll get strength from it. You'll get emboldened. You'll get a little bit of that fight. You'll take all of my fight if you need it there. It's there for you. Take it. I got more. I have reserves, bitch. <laughs> so many reserves. But you guys aren't here and it's difficult and I'm adjusting to how I can how I can be there for you and not not let it destroy me in the process. Um Scrappy said I just ignore if it doesn't apply. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at ignoring things, but once you piss me off and I've closed the chapter on you, I could ignore you like nobody's business. Scrappy, soft heart and thick skin. Yeah, well. Mimsy, I see your heart, Shelly, and it's beautiful. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. I see your heart, too. You're... <laughs> You and Rabbit, you're very alike and just very, I don't know, in my head, I guess you're, you're on that same level of, you know, I wish I'd known you longer. I wish I'd known you better. And I wish I'd known you in real life. And that's a lot of you, but like, I kind of, if I could have swapped out moms, I would have had Rabbit for my mom. I absolutely would have. And Mims, you seem like somebody who would have been an awesome sister. I tread lightly with Rabbit because I don't want her to ever be disappointed in me. Rabbit, Shelly, you have a beautiful heart and soul. Thank you. See, thank you, but stop it. People think being mean to me is what breaks me. I don't, you want to fight me? Let's go. I have been fighting my whole life. I'm used to assholes. I disregard them every time because they're shit. That's all they do is spew shit. That's why they're called assholes. I'm not an asshole. I'm a bitch. There's a difference. There's a difference. The only way to really get to me is with tenderness. I'm not used to tender. I'm not used to kind. I'm not used to not getting the blame for everything. So everybody's like, well, they blame you. They said this, but why didn't you? Because who cares? They blame me. Did I die? I don't give a fuck. I don't see further down the road. That's what I have winning for. <laughs> you know, he's the one that's like, okay, she's learning how to, she's learning how to walk. Let's move all this shit out of her way because she's not paying attention. <laughs> nope, I'm just looking to make the next fucking step. I'm not looking 10 steps ahead. He's looking 10 steps ahead going, uh. but then again, I'm short and he's taller than me and he can see that shit. I can't. That's why we have a very, um, complimentary friendship you know the way we deal with one another 
we're very opposite, but yet we're very alike. We're much like someone else. We're two sides of the same coin. It's just my side is in one language and his is in another. <laughs> still functioning, still currency, still, you know, useful and necessary for life, but we speak differently. And yet we understand one another. So I know people say a lot of shit about him. That makes me want to do violence. Because he's probably one of the best people I've ever known. And for once, I'm not ashamed to say that I believe in somebody wholeheartedly. I am not ashamed to say that I thought badly of them in the beginning. Because that's what people told me to think. And I was stupid enough to believe them. And that I had the courage one day to say, you know what? Let me form my own fucking opinion. And I loved what I found there. I found somebody who fascinated me and made me laugh and just had this enthusiasm for life that I didn't have anymore. I'm lucky to have him. And you know what? He's very lucky to have me because I am a fucking delight. All right. I am a ray of fucking sunshine. <laughs> Casey's listening, which I don't doubt at some point he will. And if he doesn't, good, then he won't hear this. <laughs> and if he does, good, he'll hear this. That's the way it works. Some days I want it's 50 50. Do I want him to hear me be nice about him or do I not? Because I don't want him to get like an ego or anything bigger than the one he already has. And trust me when I tell you, winning has a very big ego. Um, <laughs> so we're going to leave that there because it puts me in a better mood. Um, Rabbit and, and Mimsy and Scrappy, thank you very much for your, your very kind words. Um, I'm not used to that. And I don't know how to take it. I'm trying to learn how to take it better, but you know, it's like, you know, compliments are not like a dick. Don't take it so hard. Uh, I'm a wolf. I will die defending my pack. Oh, scrappy. <laughs> Be a part of the wolf pack. Oh, you know you're loved. We're here. I know. I know. I know. It's knowing and accepting and then relying on it. Those are all very different things. So let's get to the end of this because I have to I have to pee. I cried way too many times. You don't know if you don't know by now. If you know, you know. So just get to know it. Every time I cry right afterwards. I have to pee. I don't know. It, that's just the way it is. So I thought it was, they used to say cry more, pee less later. That's not true. It's just not. And I wish I could take a couple tokes, but I would never make it to my lunchtime engagement. Uh, Mimsy, you are so worth it, Shelly. That's 
that stream you did from the hospital affected me so much. I just wanted to fly there and give you a hug. Your love so much. Oh my God. Do you know, I, I didn't even know that I made those. I hadn't, I spent two weeks where I had no idea what I was doing. I was so delirious. I mean, that was one of the things that sent me to the hospital. Me saying, I hear a marching band and moose maneuver going, what marching band? It's two o'clock in the morning. Like, Shell, (laughs) you're not supposed to hear marching bands. Are you sure? I hear marching bands. He was like, so you're hallucinating. That's not good. (laughs) That, That worried him. He was like, no, you, no, that's not, hallucinations aren't good, Shell. It's like, oh, they're not? I didn't know that's what they were. That's how out of it I was. But I mean, thank you. I, I could have definitely used the hug. God knew I needed somebody like you guys. So he sent me Rose. If you remember my roommate, Rose, I miss her. Uh, hormones. I was a pregnant lady for a time. Pain will mess you up. Listen, I... The hormones from being, I went through the whole thing of menopause and then got a jibby jab and my menopause unpaused. And now I have that whole thing going through again. So it's like, eh, it's a baby Ellie. Haha, I love elephants because they're very loyal and protective over their herd. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Which is why I think uh, elephants. Um, name is very apt for her too because she's she comes across very hard to people but she's such a softy once she adopts you you're just hers and it's not even a spoken thing you don't get a say yeah she's just you're just mine like okay and i i she's another one her edis um inya there's just so many fantastic women on here that I just I'm blown away by you guys every day. And I'm not I'm not not giving props to the men. You guys are outstanding. I love you all. I mean, you just <laughs> you all bring something to the table and it's always amusing and inspiring and educational and I love that you talk to me honestly. Like, you don't say, oh, I can't talk to you because you're a girl. You're like, I know you're a girl, but just listen. It's like, all right. Um, Scrappy, ignore some things, Shelly. Do not stay in your head. Go to the grocery store, dude. Talk to randos. Oh, Lord. I mean, I don't have to go to the grocery store to talk to randos. (laughs) I just go on here, go into anybody's chat whatsoever. It's just rando central. Um. You got off the phone with my buddy. Just got off the phone with my buddy. He said he wasn't sad last night, but that TikTok was making him sad. So he decided to go to bed instead of being sad. It's true. Sometimes I'll be watching like the news or whatever, like even like alternate news. And I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to bed. Like, I just don't, I, I reached my quota for the day. Rabbit, it's okay. T3, we all love you so much. Rabbit. I bet you give the best huggies. I love you too, Rabbit. Stop it. 
Uh, I bet you give the bestest hugs, Shelly. I do. Full on boobs, arms. Every, I just wrap my whole body around you. I don't care. But no, everybody gets their own special hug, depending on what you need. That's what I do. I figure out what you need and I give it to you. Uh, I consider you my sis for sure. So, oh, thank you. Y'all are just making me freaking like, ugh. Crappy shit. Walking is hard. Yes, walking is hard. You're not alone. We're all here listening. You're here not just listening. I love that you talk back to me. This is an ongoing conversation. It's why I'm so far behind in the damn chat because there's so much to be said. I don't like when you guys are quiet. I don't like when you keep your opinions to yourself. I love when you have stories and you talk to me. Some days we do nothing but laugh. Some days we cry, we laugh. Some days I'm on a tear, but you're there for it. You're riding that damn roller coaster with me, and I fucking love it. That pause was interestingly time. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm not going back there, Jacob. Just don't go there. I don't want to talk about people's big egos uh i listen to it when i'm down oh you wouldn't know who is that by if somebody knows what song that is um you wouldn't know if somebody knows it and they're in discord do me a favor send me the link in discord so i can listen to it after my show with Gary that I have to start getting off for because I have to go meet Gary. Uh, I agree. Awesome peeps here. Yes. Walk then crying for no reason. is okay. <laughs> Listen, there's lots of reasons to cry and I have them all. But this one is purely just hormones and me being tender hearted and headed at the same time. Uh, Mims, I cried with you today for rabbit you're right scrappy sometimes it's needed a lot of people do that here they come here to just let go you know because there's nothing you could say or do in chat that would make me ever think you're weak it might make me want to hug you harder and might get you a little bit more rally from people because they know what you're going through but there's no shame in in that here the blame game is one thing. The shame game is something else. We don't do the shame game here. I don't believe in shame. There's one class of individual that deserve to be shamed. And that's because they go after kids. You go after kids. You belong on the wall. Maps go on the wall. Right? And it's not a, you know this thing that you know they talked about a year ago it's you get up there like the wanted posters of old everybody should know what a degenerate piece of shit you are if you go that route so <laughs> rabbit said i might love you but i don't hug except virtually <laughs> and i respect that rabbit i do i respect it I'd find a way to do something like a hug, though. <laughs> anyway. Castro. 
Were you here the whole time? I didn't see you pop in. What were you lurking? We're not bringing up furries. No. Okay. He brought up furries. That means that's the end of this stream. Done. Boop. I will play two things. One to make you laugh, and then I'm going to do my intro to go back out. So this is just to make you laugh. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Uh, all I know is this life, it's hard, but we're trying. Every one of us is trying. Good luck. We're all counting on you. I know, Nick. I know. It's okay. All right. So, <laughs> I'm going to play my intro as my outro because I need to pep myself up in order to deal with whatever's coming after this. So thank you guys for coming by today. Hi, Ma. You like me? Prove it. All righty. I am going to play the new outro that, well, the new intro, but it's going to be an outro today because fuck it, that's what I want. So here we go. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. If anything, please... Hop over to Gary Lamb's channel. I will be there at 12 o'clock. I don't know what we're discussing. Because he didn't put the damn thumbnail out yet. <laughs> Although maybe I do know. I don't know. I forget. It's been an emotional morning. And uh, who's that? Uh, everybody, bye. Chat, bye, chat, bye, chat, bye, chat. We love you. Answer my text, please. I'm doing a show. I'm not looking at my phone. Woman... No, you are not the priority. Not now. Goodbye. Jersey girl. I know that you're a Jersey girl inside. 4am at a diner. Stop singing. Living on a And doggone it. People like me. I'm thinking maybe you're a Jersey girl with all those highlights in your What a fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down.